in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Ooh, and today we are counting down an interesting list, Top 10 Worst Superhero Movies, and by popular demand, we have brought True. on uh, as our guest for this, someone who people have been clamoring for for quite some time to return to the Top 10 Show. Maybe one of our longest episodes that we've ever done, Matt, yet one of the most well, downloaded. discussion. That and uh, Rachel, I think, were our oh, two. Oh, right, right. I don't know which is longer. I think, Rachel, we ended up doing like three minutes more. Yeah, just that a little was, bit. Three minutes more. Uh, and, to be, and to be fair, we were talking about more like epic movies. So it was longer because there's so much more to talk about. Perhaps. I think yeah. we're all just three very verbose individuals. That's fair. That's fair. I accept that. Uh, I, I also know, yeah, the most requested, I think, repeat uh, booking. Yeah. I would say that amongst Twitter, Facebook, whatnot, you got to have Andrejko back. Yep. Yeah, comic book writer, Schmodown mm-hmm. uh, competitor, the Android, and a man I think both of us are proud to call friend. Mark Andreco, welcome back to the show, bud. Wow, I feel like I, you guys are like hype man. I feel like Vin <laughs> Diesel on a movie set having you guys come before me and uh, say all sorts of stuff. That Does he have? Does that, that have that? Does that have? Ooh. That's what I've heard. You know, really? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why his advanced PR is so good that we've all bought it. <laughs> and, and this is why you have Andreco on the show already. Off the bat, little tidbit behind the scenes stuff going on with one of these famous actors. I'm I love it. back, guys. I've wanted to do it probably more than the fans have wanted because oh. it was so much fun just because our lists were... That's why it was so long. Yeah. Our lists were entirely different. Yeah, true. And just to be clear for the people who might go back and listen to that, I wasn't being contrarian. I stand by my list. Yeah, you I do. I wasn't just trying to be a rabble rouser with that list. I think that's why people loved it. I think for the most part, people felt it was an authentic list mm-hmm. and they liked that it caused some serious... Discussion and debate. It did amongst us. That's what this was fun. Be. You don't have to agree if you can talk and figure out things. Yeah, it's always it's always yeah. find the different flavors in these things. There Certainly. were several people that said, "Oh, I've never thought about you know that movie from that perspective," or yeah. distilling it down to a specific scene with what you submitted, mm-hmm. like in the. The, what Andrew Garfield and Sally Field oh. was that between the two of them? Oh yeah, oh, that moment in yeah, yeah the, uh, the second one. Yeah, the Amazing Spider Man, whatever. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, oh, you know, the the fact that you give that, that illumination yeah. to and make someone reappreciate. Now we get to be mean. <laughs> <laughs> we do. These are much uh, rarer. I, I always enjoy these shows. Yeah, these are just a lot shit of fun. on something. Just yeah. like, what, what the fuck is going on? Here? And why are we doing this one again? Why are we doing top ten worst superhero movies? Is it Brightburn or is it another? No, that thing? was uh, that was two weeks ago. Okay, two weeks ago. So what is it this time? I don't remember. Okay, all right. I know it's a movie coming up that we got coming. There's out. a super yeah. There's a superhero movie coming out at some point in the very near future. Yeah, so we thought we put. We thought we do this show for it. Yeah, that's uh, basically it. It's summertime. It it's can't be Spider Man. That's for goddamn. It'll be sure. a palate cleanser because if you hear about all these crappy movies, whatever you. Next will feel better. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's like saying this is going to taste awful. And you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> What's that in when Harry met Sally? Will you taste this? No. Uh, anyway, so today, so um, 
you know how this uh, goes down, and we're going to talk about these movies. And uh, any, any news we need to talk about before we start, Matt? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, oh, we are right now. Um, if you guys want to, like, if, if any moment from a specific ah. show sparks to mind, yeah. then we are taking basically that as ideas for T-shirts coming right. up. Right. So just uh, let us know on Facebook or on Twitter or uh, um, Top Ten Podcast at Gmail, all spelled out. Yeah. Uh, and just submit your ideas. We'll, you know, we'll weed through them, see what we come up with. Yep. But we found a, a good solution for that uh, graphic design problem. I think we have, yeah. After a lot of help from fans out there, so thank you very much. Absolutely. And here's the movie while we're doing this, Dark Phoenix. That's why we're doing this list, because everyone anticipates that movie's going to be pretty terrible. Uh, so it, we thought we, we might get added to the consideration of our list. Yeah, It looks it. It does not look good right now. I don't think I've ever recalled a lame duck superhero film. This is essentially a lame duck soup because nothing that happens in here is going to fucking matter once the MCU starts doing their X-Men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a while before we see the X-Men. So right. I think, I think, you know, Kevin Feige didn't get to where he was by being impulsive. And they need to, especially if this movie's bad. Yeah. If this movie's good or bad, if this movie's super successful or a super failure... It makes the product radioactive for a while because yep. you need to distance it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we'll see them probably in five or six years. Do you think anybody crosses over? Or they start over from scratch completely? I wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't come over. No, you wouldn't I take would anybody. Get rid of them all. Really? Yeah. E- even really? McAvoy and Fassbender. Yeah, those are the you two have, best. You, you have yeah. to. You have to because mm-hmm. the moment, the way fandom works now, the moment you bring one playing the same role. Chris Evans wouldn't be cast as Captain America today because he was already Human Torch, I bet. If that was. Oh, that good point. Well, because had Human Torch been big. Yes, but right. I'm saying that I'm saying that on that level, that level of scale, he was yeah. playing an A-list Marvel superhero True. and then played another. Right. I just think it's for them. They're going to have to figure out a way to do it to fit them in the universe. And there's all sorts of ways they can. But I think you just do fresh. And I think build to Dark Phoenix. Both times this has happened. Yeah, they rushed have, it. I know. You know, we had no, we have no emotional investment in Sophie Turner right. and Ty Sheridan because they've been extras in the other previous movies. Yeah. And the Brett Ratner thing. Did was just a mess. Yeah, you yeah. know it was. They fumbled, and it. it's still not the worst X Men movie now. The, the Brett Ratner one. Oh, now it what, isn't with the which full X Men. Are you just saying any X Men subsidiary? Well, that, of... we'll see on our list, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. But I'm like, I really worth. There's but something go, worse than three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, for me there is certainly there's there's, there's two. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. okay. That doesn't mean they're on my list, but they're right, right, right. This is that I would rather not watch ever again. <laughs> oh, I like this. Wow, this is going to be yeah. fun. Huh, that's interesting. <laughs> I even sat down. I don't rewatch X Men films though. Well, that's so a... I don't really have much of a bond to any of them. No. So it's just like, oh, is that okay? Because whatever. I mean, that's an indictment on the franchise. Yeah, you know, I feel like. Uh, all right, hey, you want to tell them how the show works, Matt? Yeah, once we set a topic, all three of us went our individual ways and created personal top ten lists. We show back up here. The way a three-man show uh, works is I do my bottom five. He does his bottom five. You do your bottom five. Uh, I do my next three. He does his next three. You do your next three. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the three of us. Right. And if it's in the bottom five. Six through ten. Six through ten, it's not a punt. But if it's in the... If we say anything within our six through ten that is in your top five, then that's a punch. Yeah, and we save the discussion for when we get to it, whoever has right. the highest. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, and if we have something, he doesn't have it in our bottom, then we just talk about it, yep. whoever brings it up first. Sounds good. Cool. Uh, and that's it. All right. And we'll walk you through the rest. If there are any other questions, just let us know. Well, I am drunk. <laughs> Did a little mescaline in the parking lot. Perfect. So. I would expect really? nothing less. <laughs> no. No? No. no. Have you done mescaline? 
No. Okay. <laughs> uh, any clue? What What do you think your guess is as to what it's like to experience mescaline? Well, I got dosed at a. I got dosed with LSD at a party once. Oof. Okay. Uh, and that was odd. What does that mean, dosed? Um, I was at a party, uh, yeah. a college party, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, open your mouth." I opened my mouth, and he put a tab. Oh. What a gel tab or just piece oh of, blotter? Piece of paper okay. With the blotter okay. Yeah. On it, and it was cut with a lot of amphetamines. Sure. So I it's, was up, it's always cut with something. I was up forever, oh, and I had a sword shit. fight rehearsal because I was in the world's worst production of Romeo and Juliet the next morning. So Fantastic. I was tripping and sword fighting. Who were you playing? What, uh, I played uh, Benvolio, who oh. I refer to as the, the uh, Cliff's Notes character. He says, in case you haven't been watching, here's everything that just happened slowly. <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what time did you take it at? Uh, it was like about 10 o'clock at night. That's late. Wow. That's late. And it was also the middle of the summer, so it was super hot. So oh. it flops. It's the best time stuff. to do it, though. Yeah. It, it is. Was, it was just a, the nerd version of like Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not okay. So it's different than that. Mm. It's much more mellow. There's no amphetamines or speed or cocaine or whatever they cut. So all it's acid just is cut with that. Juice, right? What's that? It's just cactus juice, right? It's this synthesized. It's synthesized peyote. So mm. the psychoactive. I think wow. that's what it is. Wow. Uh, Let's talk about our top 10 drug story. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's what you learn here on the top 10 show. What uh, mescaline feels yeah. like. Uh, you know, <laughs> look, I can't officially endorse it, so I shan't. But <laughs> listen to the tone of my voice. Although two states are now making uh, mushrooms. mushrooms legal. What? And they've, and they've also proven recently that... Um, Taking mushrooms and controlled LSD can help people with severe chronic depression. Yep. It causes PTSD. a reboot in their brain. It what? It causes a lot of your cells to reboot what? and forget that trauma. They've used MDMA with PTSD. And what? That's yeah. I'm going to explore this. I'm going to you know, get back to the old The drug had original intentions. Yeah, nature, nature makes stuff that is good for us. Yeah. yeah. But we destroy it all and then make yeah. energy drinks. And, and make money off of it. Oxycontin. Yeah. We make heroin, heroin out of opium. <laughs> You know what's good? Opium. Let's see if we can crank that up a couple notches. <laughs> That's what we did. I mean, it's ridiculous. This is not enough. Hey, you know, look, we've all been had already too much to drink and be like, I could use some more drinks. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're self-destructive it. by nature. Exactly. I still know my name. And it's like, I don't need all my teeth. <laughs> well, it's more like I shit myself three times, but I've been high for so long. It doesn't matter. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Today's <laughs> episode brought to you by the Disney Channel. <laughs> and Nancy Reagan, yeah. RIP. All right, let's move on. Right, let's well, you're do... half right about that. Hey-o! Go ahead, my friend. Uh, jumping in. So at number 10 yeah. um, was uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Punt. Yeah, punt. Okay. I wanted to put it higher, but I was like, I, uh, yeah. I've got reasons. Nine for me is uh, Hulk, the Eric Bana. Oh, what? Dude. Okay. Hulk dogs. As soon as Hulk oh, dogs yeah, into true. the equation, I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. fucking so checked out of this yeah. movie. It's okay. ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. I have okay. no attachment to anything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jennifer Connelly and Banner were fine. It just it was, it was a little too melodramatic. Mm-hmm. It was more the sad sack Hulk walking, or rather Banner walking away at the end of the TV show with his thumb out and that depressing music. Oh, yeah. That was that whole tone throughout the movie. Exactly. So I didn't like that show as a kid. I was like, I don't know. It bums me out every time. It really was a depressing show. If people go back and watch that show, there's rarely a moment of happiness in that show. No, his whole life sucks. Well, it's funny, though, because Bill Bixby and Linda Carter both were playing superheroes in the 70s, and they both played them like actual roles. Yes. He was... He's Say what good. you will about the goofiness of that show and the wigs and stuff, but he's really committed. He's oh, yeah. playing. That's why, as a kid, it screwed us up so much, because it was like, I'm so sad for the... Oh. <laughs> I know. All the time. And then, 
whatever, he triumphs, gets through the problem, and at the end, it's just like, and you're like, motherfucker, yeah. again, we're doing this another week. Yeah. It was too much for me. So I couldn't get into it as a kid, but this movie just reminded me of that. It's like, oh, this, all this undertone of let the Hulk be the Hulk, which they do now more with Marvel, although they still have the same problem. It's tough to make a Hulk standalone. Yeah. Well, they can't, actually. Because right now, Universal yeah. Universal has the rights. They can't. Well, well I'm just saying, in general? And for real, they can use the Hulk in a character, but they can't use him in the title of a movie right. because Universal would have to co-produce it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just saying in the context of actually making a movie, yeah. it's tough because he can win every situation. Mm. So that's why you can't bring him in. It's like on uh, Game of Thrones. The dragons can't be in everything because right. they solve every problem. Uh, it's interesting. In the comic book right now, they're doing, they're, the comic book is called The Immortal Hulk, and he's okay. immortal. Yeah. But it's, it's a horror take on the Hulk, and it's a very body horror that would work really well as a movie because all the different personalities of Banner and Hulk manifest in a different Hulk form. Oh, nice. So it's sort of, it's sort of a multiple personality movie right. with superheroes. It's, it's really fascinating oh my God. stuff. Are we allowed to counterpoint to your Hulk movies? Uh, Sure, we're having a discussion. Okay, I actually really like the Angley Hulk movie, and I can tell you why. I agree with you. It's, I don't mind it. I agree with yeah. you. Um, the one thing that I think would have made that movie much more successful is a movie opens. We're in Golden Gate Park on a beautiful summer day in San okay. Francisco, uh-huh. and Betty and Bruce and their golden retriever are having fun because we never see them enjoy each other's company. Yeah, true. Just one. It's much like the one, the scene in the first X Men movie yep. when you see Wolverine in the cage. Wolverine's a pussycat for the rest of that movie. He's yep. nice to kids and sacrifice, but in that cage match, you're like. Oh, he's violent. He's, he's unpredictable. I get it. Yeah. The, the movie's dour. The movie is incredibly dour. Right. But I think Ang Lee is aiming for something, especially at the beginning of our comic book genre things. Mm-hmm. He's aiming for the fences. Yeah. So he I would, is. I would rather see something that's 80% successful than something easy. Yeah. And I do think the editing is some of the best comic book editing in a movie we've ever well, had. The panels yeah. and everything like that? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. The panels are excellent. Yeah. That's, that is hands down my favorite part of that movie. But it's a long movie. I get why, I yeah. get why people it's, don't like it. It's dour. Well, yeah, but then Norton's on the other side is it's like action they don't really care about because yeah. I'm not invested in it, but the action was better. Yes, so on some so- level, I enjoy it more just because like, well, I came here on some level to see this. I, I believe that if you could have mashed those two Hulk movies together, you'd yeah. have made the perfect Hulk movie. If I gave a shit about Ed Norton. Yeah. I'd, or- I'd have been with Banna in the Norton version. Eric, okay. I liked Banner as Bruce Banner. Banner's kind of like Henry Cavill as Superman. He deserves he deserves to be in the yeah. the, the good version of those movies. Yeah. Banner's performance in that is really great. It is it's just that the most of it is just this dour. My dad didn't love me. I'm right. impressed thing, and it does feel like Chekhov. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like be fine tragedy. with that until you get into these cartoon mask three dogs that yeah. are just juiced up. And it's like a, a big poodle and a pit bull and some other kind well, of dog. And also the, the Nick Nolte stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, I can make my hands be this or that. And I was like, oh, come on, Dad. I know. Come on, Daddy Banner. That, that makes no sense. That's where it's a, like an expectation of maybe they'll be able to do it. They have Ang Lee attached and going into it and just like, man, this was just mm. not it, what I wanted. And it was still so pre-MCU that they felt the need to make everything tied up. Like in the original oh, yeah, yeah. movie where the Joker killed Batman's parents. Everything was far too tidy back yep. then because they didn't know if they were going to get sequels and they wanted to. In, they engage in those tropes that were never actually real tropes in comic books. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I think it's ambition for me pushes it over, and it might be f- damning it with faint praise, but it's the best Hulk movie of the two. Mm, fair. All right. Yeah, I, I think it's a you know potato-potato situation. <laughs> They're both equally, like, I'm unsatisfied with either. Understood. What's your number nine? Nine? Uh, that was my nine. Oh, sorry. My, my eight is uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wait, the Michael Bay one? I'll do number three. 
Yeah, no, I'm talking oh, of the original. The original. The wow, yeah. okay. Of the back in the day. I'll take three. As I said, the last time we did this show, I believe, uh, you can throw a dart at all three. Is that Turtles in Time? Yes. Okay. Where they go back to feudal Japan because there's some stupid staff or something or other that they... I've already turned, turned the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the beauty of it, what makes no sense is, so some uh, uh, feudal prince or whatnot uses the staff in 1600-something or yeah. other. And then it starts to glow in modern times as if the two times are somehow linked. Are they going on simultaneously? Like, what's going on here? It doesn't make any fucking sense. But then there's only so much time it can be open, and they go back to feudal Japan. It's just like, it's a ridiculous excuse of there's no foot clan, but we need martial arts. Right. Let's send them to Japan. And you're like, okay. And it's, I mean, it's to me, it's, it's, I don't know. The first one, I at least have some nostalgia, but it's not a good movie. The second one, it's a depreciating return on already a bad return. Yeah. I loved them as a kid, though. I fucking oh, sure. loved them. Of course. That first one, especially. And the damn soundtrack. And I listened to it nonstop. It's Elias Kateas, one of those like uh, actors who... The Canadian De Niro. Yeah, who kind of was always <laughs> on the <laughs> precipice. Like, that's not an insult, yeah. actually. Yeah. He always, he, I was always shocked he never played <laughs> De Niro's brother. He was always like, on the precipice. <laughs> sounds like if you go to the store and there's paper towels, there's the brawny guy, and it's like the knockoff right next to him. It's the brawny. beard's not as full. <laughs> you know, it's not a black and red check. It's like a weird off colors, and you're like, I don't... It's yeah. Like, it's, it's like all these. It's not Crest toothpaste. It's like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, precisely. It contains lead. <laughs> I remember a buddy of mine used to get cereal, sprinkle spangles. And I'm like, sprinkle spangles. It's delicious. Made of real. But where did you get this? <laughs> exactly. Uh, just pure sugar. The milk afterwards was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you did mescal on the first time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was all hyped up as a kid. That's why I got a drug problem, man. Too much sugar early on. <laughs> and uh, April is the actress from Armageddon who plays Will Patton's ex wife with the kid. Okay. That's April from. What is her name? Show. Oh God! Dude. Yeah, that's a tough one. Good, good luck. Yeah, that's tough. Good luck. I'm not gonna. Sometime before we're done, I'm gonna scream her name out like I have to. Oh, later. perfect! I like that. It. Something to look forward to. Uh, all right, what was your number seven? Uh, seven was Electra. Yeah, it was one of my honorable mentions. Okay, I didn't expect much from that, so I didn't. You know, it wasn't disappointing. It's they try and make you care. Yeah. About these characters, and yet. There is no chemistry amongst this nuclear family yeah, type of thing yeah. that they're trying to create. They go, so she's supposed to, whatever, she's an assassin on the bad side of things or in the gray area type of thing. And she gets sent on a job. This is where I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> to what looks like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. She is surrounded by conifers. There are pine trees every which direction. And the girl breaks into her house. and She had just gone swimming and gets out of the lake. And she's like, you want to come over tonight? It's Christmas. And you're like, there's no way she's swimming in a fucking lake. <laughs> Pacific Vancouver. Northwest. Any, anywhere that has this many conifer trees, come Christmas time, is fucking way too cold. And they're just standing out there in thin Forever 21, like sweaters, that offer no protection. No, as far as any woman I've ever known, they need to layer up on the slightest fucking breeze. So no men worked on this movie. By yeah, it's just all men worked on this. And they're I mean, just yes, like, this is what men. you do. Sorry, yeah. no women. All men. Yeah. And you already don't care. And I'm like, what? It's fucking uh, Christmas? Yeah. And you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And then the action is pathetic. Oh, yeah, the action is pretty bad. There's always a wind machine in her face to whip her hair around yep. whenever she's assassinated in full red. Yeah. yeah. But it's also to cover up the fact that she can't do a lot of this stunt choreography. So if the hair is always in from the face, you can just put in the body double. Yeah. It's just like, oh, my fucking God, this whole thing from top to bottom doesn't make sense. This hand Yakuza type of, but yeah. they have magical powers. 
Okay. This, this guy still works too, Rob Bowman. He does TV all over the place. Really? He just did three episodes of Code Black. But before he did Electra, he'd done Reign of Fire like three years earlier. And people, I don't mind that movie. Yeah, people kind of like Reign of Fire. And then he'd done the X-Files movie When it as succeeds well. for me, it succeeds really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's also like it takes a while to get to the, the better parts of that movie. Who's the girl in the... In what? In the, who's the little girl? Electra? I don't know. Abby, the dude was on Abby ER. Even? Oh, yeah, Goran Viznik. Yeah, yeah I know him. I remember April O'Neil's actor's name. Oh, Paige Turco. There it is, Paige Turco. Wow, so uh, it was uh, Kristen Zien. Who, I don't know who she's... Uh, she was on Kyle XY for a while. No. So she played the little You're girl. You're supposed to like her, but she seems like a jerk. Oh, she is kind of a jerk. Yeah, I'm Even not going to lie. as a kid, I hated movies where little kids were characters like that. Oh, yeah. Like Cousin Oliver. Yeah. Les Mis, when Gavroche <laughs> gets killed, I'm like, finally. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's like, Thank you. Make yeah. an R-rated movie about assassins. I don't need a cute little kid in it because, one, yeah. when I'm a kid, I'm, I know it's pandering. And when I'm an adult, I'm like... This is inappropriate. I don't yeah. want to see a little kid in an R-rated violent movie. Right. No, unless it's like a professional or something, and it's about the two yes. of them and their dynamic. The ex- right. There's always don't, the one yeah. exception. Don't thing. shoehorn in a character yeah. to make me, because that's their save the dog. See, she's a good person because she interacts with this young girl, and they have that yoga-ish scene where they yeah. like, but she's being a jerk the whole time, and then fun- finally she breaks character and says, like, boo or something, and they both laugh uproariously. Yeah. I always found that Jennifer Gardner should have embraced this more. Like, uh, Alias is a good show. She was good in that. I liked Peppermint for what it was. She is built to do action heroin stuff, and I've never un- understood why she never made it like a, a, a goal, like a real goal of hers to do this and make it her calling card. And watching Electra, you see that, yeah, she can be, be misused, uh, but she has the chops to play action here. I think it's a choice. Yeah. I think if you yeah, that's her, what I'm saying. I don't understand. Look at her career, I think maybe it's you know how, how in his later career Spielberg has shied away from the darkness that he's mm. so good at. Uh, yeah. I think that maybe she might, maybe she because she's a mom with three kids. Maybe yeah. she doesn't want to play stuff like that because I think she'd be a great villain if she leaned into it. Oh, villain would be you great. Hmm. Put put her in you know mm. in the Black Widow movie. Have her. Oh, yeah. I want to have her fight. The Black Widow. Put okay, her, that's put, interesting. Put her I like that idea. Yeah. Movie yeah. because she's so she's so poised and really yeah. so intelligent. I would like to see her be more of a dark hero. And, and I, I it wasn't Electra PG thirteen. Yeah, it was. Know? Yeah, it was never going to be too dark. Yeah. Yeah, 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 agreed. Yeah, I think also she wanted to do the romantic comedy, the straight comedy, right. the, This try and expand she's because very few women get to that kind of name yeah. recognition. Yeah. Watch her 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 little bit of screen time in Love Simon, man. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's an amazing, simple, like, economical actress. Yeah. So I'd like to see her do something. You know, <laughs> lean into playing. Her and Tom Hanks should play villains. Yeah, I know. Because we would be so, they would be able to get away with so much before we stopped well, liking them. Tom yeah. Cruise. I want to see Tom Cruise one more That's time. Never going to happen. I know, After but collateral, collateral is so collateral good. Is it's great. just like, dude, do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Even like old man, if he comes back, is basically like Dark Knightish. Typo, where he's old, grizzled, comes back and fucking villain at that point. Oh, I'd love so to good. see him as a Bond villain down the road, like ten years from now. Yeah, that's when I buy like a new Blofeld and shit. You make him the puppet master behind, be like hundred percent. I've yeah. seen Tom Cruise get out of every ridiculous situation in the world. Yep. So, uh-huh. except cocktail. <laughs> Yeah. No one is listen. Cocktail. How dare you? I love that movie. I have it on VHS. Uh, and that soundtrack is damn good. All right, what's your number six? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aruba, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Little Beach Boys. Ooh, I wanna take you. You get a little fabulous Thunderbirds Were you on that soundtrack. Of Stamos? You had the same complexion, hair color. Oh, I hated like, this John could Stamos. Could be me. I hated John Stamos. I'm just saying. On stage years. with the Beach Boys, got the to tour with them playing just the bongos. I've never seen anybody do more with less. 
But yeah, all right, go ahead. Have What's you met your our president? Six? Oh, <laughs> Oop, I won't talk about. Sorry. <laughs> oh God damn it, Edric. Now, what's your number six? Man? <laughs> uh, six then is uh, Superman four. Uh, yeah, punt just just barely. Fine. But a punt. Uh, all right, my number ten is the reason for Electra Daredevil. Punt. Okay. Oh, punt! Wow, in your top five. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew that was going to be bad, and the fact that it was that bad is like exactly what I expected. Well, see, I didn't. I well, we'll talk about it. All right, my number nine then is Iron Man two. I came so close. Yeah. Almost made it. Didn't. Go yeah. On the list. Yeah. I. There's the, a whole clot of ones like eleven through sixteen. Yeah. That could all be number ten. It's like one point difference between yep. all of them. I hear you. I hear you. This one, I it made it. It made the cut because I was like, my level of disappointment walking into out of this movie rather was just astronomical. Mm-hmm. And because I loved Iron Man so much, and then to walk in and see this like stupid, clumsy uh, uh, film and have the way Scarlett Johansson is presented as Black Widow was really ham, ham-fisted. And then they let Mickey just eat up the scenery because he'd done such great... Yeah, from restrained the work in the wrestler. And Mickey Rourke is playing Tom Hardy playing Nicolas Cage <laughs> on meth. With the with a Malkovich accent. Yeah. It was terrible from Rounders. It was terrible. And and you get the reason why he's a villain. Like you get okay, this makes sense. His motivation sense. is pure. Yeah, his motivation makes sense. It does. Like, okay, get it. But when you've got, you know, him being left to his own devices with no direction, and I'm not gonna bash John Favreau too much, and this is tough to corral Mickey Rourke. Uh it just doesn't work overall. And I've seen people do MCU pieces now in retrospect, try to defend the film. And I, I always hate that shit. It sucked when it came out 20 years later. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't suck any less. Well, I don't go no back to revision. how much your editor's paying you to, in to fact, say this. If you revisit it, it gets more disappointing yes! than hateful. You're like, wow. It's a, you look, that movie single-handedly, if, if it, was, it wasn't financially successful, could have derailed the whole MCU. Oh, absolutely. That movie bombed because it's just the strengths of Robert Downey Jr. that carry that movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's the only reason we all went to see it like or go back to revisit it now yeah. just to spend more time with him. Yeah. Shit, though, three on some level is just as disappointing to me. Oh, yeah. Shane Black breaks my heart, man. Shane Dude. Black. I'll say this. I either love Shane Black movies or yep. I hate them. I'm yeah. never ambivalent about them. So he's at least making something with some sort of vision, no matter how bad or good it is. But Iron Man 3 just feels like, it feels like Dreamcatcher. It feels like. Oh, Dreamcatcher. Oh, Dream so bad. Dreamcatcher is every Stephen King book thrown into a blender. Yeah. This movie feels yeah. like every Shane Black motif thrown into a movie. Well, it's the problem. If you give him money, the movies rarely turn out well. But yeah, if you if force you him limit to be creative. His, yeah, he's great on limited budgets, but big money like that Predator fucking piece of shit, like he just cannot do stuff with a that lot of money. so god-awful. Yep. So god-awful. People are trying to defend that movie to You're me out of from your mind. the trailers. And I was like, everything about this says it's going to suck. It's so dumb. And then when they showed it to Hall H, that whole clip, I was like... This is further proof, but people are like, no, no, this is going to be funny. I'm like, you're insane. No. He just can't do it Another with a budget. Another movie with a little goddamn kid in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a movie I don't think I'll ever see again. There's no yeah. point in going back no for it. No logical reason. Yeah. Nope. I'd rather go watch the Adrian Brody if I'm going to go back for anything oh, other than... I don't mind that one. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. dropped on and you're on a game preserve in essence. Yeah. I Good fucking this, lust. I wrote the prequel comic book to that movie. Oh. Did you really? Wow. The dead soldier they find at the beginning... I wrote his backstory in a what? graphic what's, novel called what's Predators. His name? Oh, I don't remember now. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Mark. Holy thanks shit. thanks for making the story go from, oh, he wrote that. Oh, no, he just hacked that one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, basically we've never been name dropped in essence in our own category. So yeah. we were both taken aback. We oh, were. We were impressed. Oh, we were yeah, impressed. sitting with royalty, for Christ's sakes, <laughs> as far as this show is concerned. The Prince of Guam. <laughs> 
Still, though, you're <laughs> a prince. It's not bad. It's better than us. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number nine is uh, Judge Dredd. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I had no attachment to that character. This was the period in time where I loved everything Disney's Stallone. Judge Dredd. Let's qualify. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did not Dredd. Dredd is no. incredible. Dredd is fantastic. Dredd is fantastic. And they should get a goddamn sequel. Never happened, unfortunately. Yeah. But Judge Dredd, maybe it'll be a, a series, but Judge Dredd was like this period of time. I was like, Stallone, this is like Demolition Man time. This is all this where I'm like, this is great. I'm dragging my dad to see these movies and my dad's into it. <laughs> And then this piece of dog shit comes out. <laughs> all of that. All of, and Armand Asante chewing up the scenery as well. Rob Schneider acting like an idiot. All of this whole Jurgen Prochnow, Max von Sydow thing. Yeah. They're all just wasted in this fucking movie that is just Max von terrible. Cito worked with Bergman. <laughs> and he was in Judge Dredd doing scenes with Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider! Gotta get a paycheck, you know? It's the end so. of the career. Nobody faulted him for it. I've never someone. I've never seen anyone look 72 since they were 30 years old like Max Boncito. It's incredible. Wilford Bremley. Oh, good call. He's been 75 my entire life. <laughs> it's good call. Oh, and yeah, side note, Wilford Bremley was like 50 in Cocoon. Yeah. I had somebody's, what was it, the last fucking Mission Impossible? So uh, Tom Cruise was older than Wilford Brimley in Cocoon or something no. like that? <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa. holy oh, shit. If you cast the Golden Girls today with the actresses the same ages as the originals, it would be like Kim Basinger, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. and Kate Blanchett. That <laughs> yeah, works. That's a hell of a Golden Girls. Isn't it? Yeah, seriously. Baz Luhrmann's Golden Girls. Soon. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to see them do well, that. You're building in a spe- specific audience. That's all you really need. <laughs> and I was a massive Judge Dredd fan at the time, too. It was one of those... Because I was in a comic? Oh, yeah, because I was in the, into comics so deeply that you start to bash out... Because it's my 20s. Brian so you Holland. start to branch out. Yeah, and you start to branch out into the independent stuff. Judge Death. And you, <laughs> Judge Death was fan. Stare to the face of fear. Gaze into the fist of dread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? It's, yeah, a famous, yeah. it's a famous moment. There were these... There were the four, there were four dark judges. Like yeah. Like the four of the apocalypse. And one was Judge Death, and one was Judge Fear. And Judge Fear had this, ma- this helmet. This armor helmet, and he says, and he opens the thing. He says, "Gaze into the face of fear," and Judge Dredd punches through his head. And yeah, says, gaze into the fist of dread, and it's a classic. If you're a Judge Dredd fan, that's the we're not mm-hmm. in Kansas it's a good line. anymore. Right. Let's put it in context because when you said it before, I was like, "Gaze or what? What?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that kind of stuff. And Lobo, like all those were like those independent ones. You could you branch out because mm-hmm. that's what made you a cool comic book fan. If you knew the independent heroes, you could go find. And so Judge Fred Dread was something like like Hellblazer. Those things you're just like sucked into the world of what they created because it was more honest and brutal and raw than what you were seeing in the mainstream comics. So I was loving it, and I thought, well, Stallone. He might do something really awesome. There's a great change of pace. Mm-hmm. What they can do, and you go to th- and I just was. My dad and I walked out. And my dad looked at me and he goes, I love you. I'm never going to see a Stallone film with you again. I'm sorry. He made and the I right like, choice. I understand. That movie just I understand. looks so aggressively cheap. Yeah. It's all, it all feel, you can tell they didn't film anything ever outside. It's, all, it's a claustrophobic movie that, yeah. that, that has no art direction. Yeah. And it's overlit. It's just, yeah. it's, there's, just there's, there's not one redeemable thing about that movie. I agree. Well, when you see their costumes... Just like oh, this is yeah. one massive shoulder pad with a bunch of big. I realize that's what it looked like in the comic book, but yeah. now we're staring on the big screen. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, well, yeah if you're going to do something that stylized, the whole movie has to be that. Exactly, stylized. correct, correct. But the rest, you know, honestly, by the time I got to Demolition Man, so that period of Stallone to me, I associate with Taco Bell. Like everything <laughs> from his movies just remind me like of the same person that designed a Taco the Bell. Movies gave you diarrhea. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I just Good never call. cared at that point. And going into it, I was like, that looks terrible. And I didn't see it until it came out on DVD or VHS or whatever it came out on. Right, right. Afterwards. 
Uh, all right, so my number seven then is uh, X Men Apocalypse. I Did- didn't hate it that much. Holy shit! Compared to all these others, really? That's one of the two. That well, is right. That right. Are, that I think are the two worst ones. But yes. That one, the, that one didn't make. The I think it's slightly oh. better than three, though. I still think three is worse. Oh. See, wow. I will say three is a worse made film, but the caliber of talent. Yes. On X Men Apocalypse. True. And the budget they had. But- and following up Days of Future Past, which yeah. felt revitalizing, it's just a turgid movie that wastes every single person's energy. It's just, it's almost, it's almost so aggressively blah that yeah. it's hard to hate. Well, f- well, it's, it's not hard. hard for, for, it's hard for yeah. me to have any emotion. To I understand that. Yeah. It's not hard for me though because I was because I, I loved Days of Future Past. Oh. Loved days, both both cuts, the road yeah. cut and the original okay. cut, and so I was excited because I didn't like. First class. I did not like first class. I really was bored out of my fucking mind that movie. But so when Days of Future Past came, I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Now they're bringing an apocalypse, was, which was my favorite run from the 90s of the X-Men. When, Arc, when Angel became Archangel, he became my favorite X-Men. He superseded Wolverine. That was impossible. But I love what they did yeah. with Warring Worthington III. And so I was like, okay, apocalypse. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. Fucking do this shit. Oscar Isaac. Oh, yes. Well, and, then, and then the trailers. And then you're like, okay, it's just a trailer. And you go in there and you watch, and you're just more and more depressed as the film goes on. You go, how could Brian Singer do this? And how could everybody involved in this production be okay with what he was doing all the way through? And yes, that scene with uh, uh, Fassbender as Magneto hiding out with his family. Yes, it's a redeeming part of the movie, but it's nowhere near enough to overwhelm everything else. But it feels like else. it's from an entirely different yes! movie. Yes, and that's what mm-hmm. I think is so it weird. It feels like it's an extra from first class. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Or even Days of Future Past yeah. in some random timeline. But this is just this is just horrific from beginning to end. By the time it was done, I just I did a middle finger to the screen as I was walking out. I really did. It was impulsive. See, I, I was so mad. The thing is... Uh, it's Singer. Like if, yeah, but I have such low expectations for any X Men film at this point. Uh, Going into it, I was like, "You got lucky a couple times." <laughs> like you're building to, so I'm trusting you a little bit. But at the same time, if you end up being shit, that's fine. I've seen this been, you know, be shit before. Right, right. So I was just like, I, I don't care enough. Yeah. Um, it's not like we have a track record of they've made excellent. This is incredible what you've done with the property, and what this is what you're giving us. Right. Where they've right. done like. Eh, yeah, or a little bit better than that, but yeah, it's a good call. Yeah, it just I just can't get it. I'll never get it out of my mind how much it disappointed me. It doesn't make a lot of sense from the jump. It doesn't make fucking sense. Yeah, like right. the fail safe on the pyramids or those stupid big stones to stop people from basically you know attacking him when he's his most vulnerable. But yeah. if he can rematerialize matter, then why couldn't he just make doors as he enters? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Exactly. It. Exactly. We need this big, stupid, dramatic set piece that makes no sense, and that's the first ten minutes. Brilliant. And, and that—that's not even. That's one part of that doesn't make sense. And oh then yeah. The, the fucking the the the, the, the whatever the uh, covers on top of the cone, the gold cone that yeah. derives energy and whatnot, and directs it down into him. Just like, well, do you need to have that covered? Is it for sandstorms? How do you get that cover back up? What the fuck? And the ninety-seven characters who work for Apocalypse who look like they're from an old Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. Yes. yes. Yeah, walking they're around just with, introduced like, oh, there's twelve characters that are going to do stuff or not, yeah. and we're not yeah. going to be invested in them all because they have <sighs> zero personality, and, and they are rightly killed off pretty fucking quick. Yeah. Well, that's the worst thing if you if you, if you're five to ten minutes into a movie and this you you 
inadvertently just mouth, oh no, you know you're in for a shit show all the way through. And that's certainly one. Man, I was just like, that's X-Men being X-Men. <sighs> Fair Five way. minutes in, the fucking stone thing. I was like, what the fuck? That's the way to see it. That's the way to see it. Yeah. All right, my number six then is uh, Spider-Man 3. That's a punch. punch. Oh, oh, oh. all punch. right. Go ahead, Mr. Andreco. Um, well, number 10 <laughs> this is, gonna be is I qualified this for um, these guys before, and this is a, com- this is a superhero movie right. that was not a comic book movie first. Okay. And it's a movie called Condor Man that Disney made in Hell the yeah. 70s. Okay. Now, some of you are like, well, that's not really fair. It's not a published comic book. When I was a kid, back in the days when dinosaurs roamed the, roamed the earth, there wasn't a lot of superhero material. <laughs> no, there wasn't. We had Hulk. We had Wonder Woman reruns. We had the Batman reruns, the yep. Spider-Man 67, and an occasional superhero, the Superman movie. Right. Condor Man, I'm like, oh, Disney's making a superhero movie. And yeah. they published a comic book tie-in. Yeah. It stars Michael Crawford, best known as the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yes. Broadway. Perfect Randy casting. Lane. Keep coming. Or, or... Sonny and the or uh, uh, what's the one with Barbara? Oh, Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. Yeah. He plays the young yeah. lover in Hello Dolly. Okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Needless to say, he's not Wolverine. <laughs> um, uh, it's and it's just awful. It's like the Apple Dumpling Gang of superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't know what it wants to be, and it could have been fun. There are there are glimmers in it where you're like, even as a as a disappointed nine year old hopped yeah. up on sugar, I'm like. That's the choice they made? It's just lifeless. And for so much of my life, it's why now seeing all these superhero movies that come out that have budgets of billions of dollars and everyone mm-hmm. loves, yeah. movies like Condor Man made me think, until these started happening, I'm never going to see a good superhero yeah, movie. Yeah. Because this movie was not only bad and just just the worst kind of Disney factory stuff in the mid-70s when Disney almost went under. Yeah. And it's just lifeless. There's just nothing entertaining about it. You watch mm-hmm. the movie, you're like, I don't know who this is for at all kids are dumb so you make something i'm just saying at that point it's just like we make money on this even us dumb kids were like no we're not buying this garbage (laughs) after we went to see it what did it do though you know what i mean its budget was nothing how much money did it make it's part of their factory system notice there hasn't been a reboot that tells you how much money it cost and how much it made well give them time yeah give them time they got disney plus content first and then an animated version of the broadway musical then they'll do the movie Um, what was the shit? That's a one? weird lineage. I don't know about that one. What was the weird like one with Bud Court, where he was creating the? He was trying to fly in the Houston Astrodome. Oh, um, um, and then um, he slammed. Yeah, that's uh, that's um. What is that one? Wasn't Shelley Duvall? I want to say Waldo Pepper, but that's that's the no. Other that's one. the Robert Redford one. But this is it's a it's um. Yeah, what was it called? No, it was right around the it's same time. Yeah, it was right around the same time yeah. as Condor Man. I always get those two confused because I made my parents take me to Condor Man. I saw that trailer. I was like, oh my god, he flies, he flies, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be awesome, and it was horrific. Yeah. But yeah, he did a film where he, it's a really dark fucking film about him trying to create something to fly. And it, Brewster McCloud. Brewster McCloud. Yeah. Okay, that one I've heard of. Oh, it's so terrible. And the ending is like sad as fuck because he's just like, he can't, he thinks he's like achieved flight and he's so happy and he's proved everybody wrong. And then he starts to realize that he doesn't have the endurance because he's not a physical specimen to keep it going. And yeah. he starts to have a nerd freak out when, when nerd freak outs weren't the main thing and crashes down to the Houston Astral Turf. And they just keep going, playing the game, and a band t- stumps all over him. It's <laughs> fucking so weird. It's so fucking weird. Anyway. <laughs> and you wonder why Disney made that film. That was his competition at the box office for your dollar. <laughs> so, my right. number nine. Yes, your number nine? Is Blade 3. Oh, good choice. So close. Blade 3. Oh. Blade, Blade, Blade. We owe you so much, but you gave us so little. <laughs> um, 
the first two, and I know there were defenders of the first two movies. And yes. The first two movies work specifically because of the directors on them. Good point. Okay. Stephen Norrington, that opening scene in Blade, oh, with yeah. the blood coming out of the sprinkler system, blood the rave. stylization of that movie, considering he had no money, he played Wesley Snipes to his strengths. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's an dark, even rated film, Stephen yeah. Dorff. Stephen yeah. Dorff is until, true scenery in the best possible yes, Stephen Dorff agreed. way. Yeah, until True Detective, I haven't seen Stephen Dorff do... There was that one that Sofia Coppola won. Oh, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. But it's, it's rare. Yeah, it's So true. to get an excellent performance, because that was when you're like, dude, I might have Stephen Dorff in my life for a while. Yeah. And they just kind of disappeared. Yeah. yeah. It's just a mess. It, it was directed by the writer. David, David Goyer. Goyer. Yeah. And there were allegedly so many problems making the oh, yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, Snipes, Snipes, wouldn't, Snipes wouldn't come out of his trailer. He yeah. was stoned in his trailer all the time. They yeah. had to CG his face on his stunt double for a substantial part <sighs> of the movie, Jesus. allegedly. Um, Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel are trying. Yeah. But once again, you're, not, you're giving them nothing. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's... And is it... Is it um, who plays Dracula in that? Oh, it's uh, what's his face, uh, Dominic. Uh, oh yeah, from oh, yeah. Uh, the, the the poor man's Gerard Butler, Dominic right. Purcell. Dominic Purcell. Ugh. he's horrible as Dracula. Oh, it is. It is. It takes the minimal charms of that franchise and just says, "This is what Blade Three is. What Blade should have been." It what was the a first one? Blade one and two worked. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's a lifeless, lifeless film. I agree. Intended. I get angry when I watch it because I feel like Wesley. Don't throw jokes. Ryan Reynolds' jokes do not belong in a Blade film. And all these independent film actors do not belong in a fucking Blade film. Parker Posey does not belong in a fucking Blade film. Patton Oswalt does I'm not fine, belong yeah, in a Blade I'm film. I'm with Parker. It's Patton. And, it's and who's Beale, the, Natasha Lyonne doesn't belong in this film. Yeah. None of that whole crew belongs. I don't believe that any of them are, are vampire fighters. And Beale, too, who's a limited actress at best, doesn't belong in this situation. And then you throw Purcell into it. It's even worse. Yeah. And all of it around. They surrounded him with crap and expected him to bring something good, and he didn't. And you know, and I don't blame Wesley for getting high injured. I would too. What the fuck have I signed up for? But that being said, you still have to be a professional. Yeah, you got to do that your being job. Said having a hard time making a bad movie is not. I can't feed my kids because the plant went out of business. Yeah, right. So <laughs> contextualize, contextualize your suffering. Um, number eight. Okay. Green Lantern. Oh, that's a punt. Okay. Wow. Didn't care. At all. Wow. Save it. Save it. Right, Save right. it. Number seven. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. What? Volume 2? Dude, you're out of your mind. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, this is where you're like, I don't mean to... <laughs> I'm not a contrarian. Yeah, I'm not a contrarian. Uh, no, no. Let me say this. Guardians of the Galaxy, the original, is probably my favorite MCU movie. That's fair. It's in, uh, I think, my top three. And top I do four. not like Chris Pratt at all. Wow. I love that movie. Okay. This movie takes... Everything that worked so beautifully in the first movie and says, let's not do any of that. <laughs> let's make it over two hours. Let's have let's break them all up. You have characters, and I this is such this writing, and this shows why Nicole Perlman was so important on the first one. That okay. she, she did all the heavy lifting right creating that world and uh-huh. came, okay. came in and brought his visual style. But this one he wrote. Right. And this one I love his Night of the Liver, his Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. I like Slither, but this one is this one is just a it's a mess. One, the playing catch thing is so hackneyed and just lazy. Uh-huh. Um, I don't understand what Kurt Russell even means in this movie. You have Gamora, uh-huh. Gamora, yeah, Gamora, Gamora. Yeah. not the flying turtle, Gamora, <laughs> and we're told that she's the best assassin in the galaxy. Right. Yet her sister is in a crashed ship and she's running directly at it with a cannon the size of this building, and she can't hit her. Right. 
It's like, it's like Aaron Taylor Johnson being a bomb diffuser in Godzilla and never actually diffusing a bomb even when he's holding one. Right. Or Tom Hiddleston in Kong Skull Island being a great tracker and they're on an island that's a quarter mile wide and he can't find them anywhere. <laughs> We're told these things about these characters that, aren't, that, are, that are disproven by the actual script itself. Yeah. Um, it just feels smug and lazy. It feels, like, it feels like a donut dipped in honey covered with ice cream. It's just too... It, the lily is gilded so many times. Wow. It is... And it's like I said, I don't hate the movie. I'm just epically disappointed by the movie. That's fair. I love the first one. The first one was like, oh, the MCU can expand yeah. outwards. Yeah. This just feels like, it feels like maybe he's, he psyched himself out. The first one made so much, and that can happen. You, yeah. know? you release Thriller, what do you do next? Yeah, you right. Know, I get that. Still- I'm not saying, and he, doesn't, and he didn't try to make a bad movie, but this movie to me is just one of the most disappointing superhero movies of all time. Fair. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I love that they went, they separate them and they made the characters kind of look inward. Yeah. So I think that only extends the life of the overall series because now we have even a mo- more emotional connection to all of them. See, for, yeah. for me, none of that emotion worked. It all felt forced. Uh, oh. See, I like it. All felt I mean, like some of the I'm stuff. Be the sad one. I'm going to learn how to love. I'm going to learn right. this. It just felt it felt too calculated for me. Okay. okay. Mileage may vary for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. For me, I was just like, I just walked out of it and was like, I'm really sad. No, Christian hated it too. And I, we go back and forth about it because a lot of us liked it here at Collider. So we've gone back and forth with Christian about it. So I get it. There are a lot of people that it just did not work for, for whatever reasons I mean, and the reasons you've laid out. Does it make you worried about him coming back to the third one? Or do you think he's learned his no, lesson? No, because I think now... Because um, this third script is supposed to be fantastic. If, well, if they of course they say it. that. Yeah. You know, but um, at the same time, I think he gets extra confidence from the fact that he can churn out Suicide Squad and there's no real kind yeah. of... You know, expectations may hopefully do better, but it's the next one after that. So you got to like that yeah. juju out. And and he's going to be a controllable director. Good point. Because, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but yeah. he's going to play well with others on this because he does get to come back and he does realize, you know, yeah. There's the only person that Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs is Kevin Feige. Right. Everybody else is oh, replaceable. Yes. And, and I, everybody is replaceable. Yep. So I, I have I have hope for it. And, and if Thor is part of it, yeah. I think that'll be great. I think yeah. that'll be great. Um, so good. My number six yep. is a little movie by a director named Josh Trank. Oh, shit. That was neck and neck. You put it in there, huh? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. At least, at least the, <laughs> the 2015 Story, Fantastic Four movies have the charms. Like they're like frozen for little boys. You can get a ten year old to watch them, and right. they're innocuous. And Chris Evans is really good, and, and Michael Chiklis is really good, yeah. and the Invisible Man we don't really care about. And then there's Jessica. Alba. Oh wait, he's Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I only thought he was invisible in those movies. This movie. <laughs> It feels he's like they so said, good. "Hey, he's been so, out of his way for that." Oh job. yeah, he's That's so great. good at the shade, man. That's I love. Great. I like when we go. No on. need, no need. You just took an extra turn to get home for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, showing you my neighborhood <laughs> just to enjoy the ride. Yeah, but you don't like your neighborhood. This fucking prick over here. That guy barbs the hill. Yeah, that guy burns leaves like every three days. My old fucking house stinks. I, I put sugar in his engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh, wow! You go take this to felony? Huh? I, I grew up in Ohio, man. Yeah, we. T- we knock over cows and sugar. And sugar. <laughs> well, there's one thing knocking over a cow. Putting sugar in his engine is like, fuck you. You're out thousands of dollars. Well, that is se- clearly a felony. In the 70s, that was impish. Oh, that's true. That was impish um, in the 70s. This movie is just a, a mess from the <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and some of the casting is inspired. I have no problem with Michael B. Jordan sure. being, being the Human Torch. Yeah. I think Jamie Bell is an interesting... Because yeah. he's such a brilliant actor and has been since yep. Billy Elliot. Yep. And I hear he's fantastic in Rocket Man. He is great in um, Rocket Man. He's an amazing actor. It's the casting of him goes, hmm, that's not who I would think of Ben Grimm, but yeah. having a guy who's muscular but slight become that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't mind 
the not Rooney. Kate, right. Yeah. 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 Kate Mara. But really? But she's fine. I'm she's, not attached to her in that movie in I'm the not, slightest I'm not either. But but then you have. It's like they went through the list and said, what actor working now has the least amount of charisma possible? Oh, let's get Miles Teller. Oh, nice. I'm not a fan of I Well, he's a fan enough of himself. I know. That's what kills me about him. I read one interview and I'm like, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he has been good in a couple of movies. Yeah, Whiplash. what, two? Whiplash. He was good in Whiplash. Whiplash. But (laughs) then you find out, it seems like from my experience with him, that he's just playing a variation of himself. Yeah. The level of just dick. He's He's that guy... In high school, that went out of his way to be mean to the non-jocks. Oh, sure. Yeah. He was the one that would flick boogers on people, and, and, and across the board, yeah. he didn't just pick on one person. He was just a dick. Yeah. Which is why he'd be a great Flash Thompson. Because, <laughs> and I don't buy him as smart. I don't buy him as a scientist. <laughs> not, yeah. Oh no, no not no. in that capacity. Uh, I buy, I buy uh, Denise Richards in a James Bond movie. As a <laughs> I was about to say Merry Christmas before this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it only comes once and a year. The movie makes no sense. The movie makes no sense. Oh, yeah. How about no. this? The Fantastic Four is a group of people, they're the Beatles of superheroes, do it in the 60s. Doctor Doom is a foreign exchange student who inherits the throne of this communist nation. Right. The end. It's not that hard to make this movie well. Yeah. They spend so much time over explaining everything, it feels like the world's least interesting episode of Star Trek. Well, they're going to get a shot, MCU, is it doing Fantastic Four yeah. in the near future? Down the road. Because yeah. you. Doctor Doom seems like a maybe a logical Avengers foe yeah. going forward as a potential. Just introduce him here. I don't know, man. I find that to be the most troubling of the two that they've acquired. Everyone's like crowing about having them both. Oh, they're gonna get it right. There's such a stink on Fantastic Four. It's bad. They Every time they bad. try. They should have done what they were going to do originally. Peyton Reed was attached to it back right. in the day. And I talked to Peyton about it. Um, and, you know, he was going to do it set in the 60s. Oh, damn. And he was going to do Down okay. With Love, but with superheroes. Right. And, you know, and names that were, that were bounced around back then were like George Clooney for Mr. Fantastic. Oh! Renee Zellweger for The Invisible Girl. And what that. year are we talking? This was before the... Before the so, like, late, right after late 90s? On, late, late 90s, early, early aughts. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, and, you know, and Peyton is an amazing director. Yes. So I would love, and I, I mean, I think they can still do that. If you do a thing where the Avengers, or they were the superheroes in the 60s, and all the Thanos stuff pulled them out into the negative zone, yeah. that's a great way to open up their universe some more and have them be that, you know, sort of Jersey Boys, sort of... Yeah, swaggering yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, especially if you have Clooney. Yeah. Like, this This seems well, really... I want to see them do that now. It's just a one-off. Some of the hey, go back to the, the 60s. Take that cast. Th- I actually think um, uh, Emily Blunt and John Krasinski... It's a perfect choice. Is, 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 you have to do it's it. It's one time the internet gets it right. Yep. Like, yeah, you know, I can't argue with that. They'd yep. be perfect for it. Yep, agreed. You know? Agreed. So that's my top... That's my you know, five. I would say that the, the first hour of the Fantastic Four works for me, and then it completely falls off the fucking cliff, which is why I didn't make my list. Because the first hour, I can actually be... Okay, I'm enjoying this interesting new approach to it, right? The science fair, all that jazz, the hidden issues going on. Oh, it's on. definitely two separate movies. Yeah. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Right. It feels like, oh. And I like Reggie Cathy in it, too, as, oh, as their dad. He's great. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Yeah. Late, great Reggie Cathy. All right. Before we get into our top fives uh, separately, let's take a break and hear from some of our sponsors for the Top 10 show. But stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. All right, I want to thank those sponsors for sponsoring the Top 10 Show, and welcome back to our second part here of uh, this uh, Top 10 Worst Superhero Movies with our special guest, Mark Andreco. Uh, you, if you listened before the break, we did our count at our 10 through our 6. Yes, go ahead. Oh, I, was gonna, I was just going to say, it's still one continuous file. I know, I but I like to give people a recap sponsors. of what they literally just listened to. Anyway... <laughs> 
30 seconds ago. Here's the recap from 30 seconds ago. Uh, the ADD of people. I never want to discount nowadays. True. Especially those if they're listening on mescaline. So, all right, Matt, let's pick up with your top five, my friend. Uh, my number five is uh, Superman 3. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, two soups made my list. There's wow, no problem that's with that. surprising. Okay. It's not surprising. You do you hate know, Superman. Yeah. I am not a fan you of the cinematic. I think what you said before with Cavill being robbed, I agree. I wish he'd gotten more after Man of Steel instead of having to do his, you know, his buddy, buddy pick with Batman and just got him relegated to never getting his own standalone because I was interested and engaged in that Superman. Whereas as a kid, I did not care for it. I saw this in the theater just like I saw four, but I liked Richard Pryor. And you're like, interesting, all right. And then it just devolves into this supercomputer that spits tarry Kryptonian fluid at, <laughs> and he ends up like turning into a prick at one point and I don't fucking care and right. it's just over and over and over again every step seems so incorrect it like fixes the leaning tower of Pisa and puts the oil tankers out in the middle of the fucking ocean and just like what, what's going on in my Superman movie the opening of that movie alone should have warned you that Busby or not Busby Berkeley that, that sort of uh Buster Keaton, yeah. all that comedy stuff that goes over. It's like a 10-minute credit sequence yeah. where like, oh, he tripped. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a kid, I mean, what year did this come out? 1984, 5? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so I was like six. Back when Richard was trying to do something with his career. Yeah. When he was insurable. Yep. <laughs> Setting himself on fire and stuff. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, we're 83. Only, 83. Yeah, you're only yeah. a couple of years removed from that. <laughs> Right. It's not like it's the, not like he's not doing things, you know, that Wesley never got a chance to on Blade Three. They made he come back for Blade Four. Maybe he would have been in that territory of freebasing something or other. Like fuck this. Yeah. I really think he was getting high to just make himself forget about his looming tax problem that he had. <laughs> this this one paycheck is not going to cover his bill. <laughs> he doesn't like here. it. Uh, but yeah, and this was just like uh, it. it Really reinforced my distaste, and then I had to see the fourth one after that, and I was so checked out, even as a kid. Yeah. I was, should love everything about this, and I already knew I hate Superman on film, so that's why it's lower on my list. Like I walked in three going, I should be entertained as a child, and yeah. walked out going, I hated that. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, when I loved every movie I saw, just like, fuck that. I'd never go back and watch those. But I have gone back to rewatch that final scene with the supercomputer. Just see how stupid it is. It is. The woman turned into a cyborg. Was religion supposed to be Brainiac? Yeah. Original script. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. And they tried to make it still work, kind of. Taking money away from it. Yeah. And and number four is a disaster, but it's an ambitious disaster. It's like he had the money to make the script that he wanted to, Mm -hmm. but both of those movies, yeah, they're both. Well, it's such a weird thing. Robert Vaughn. It's so weird to have him in the movie. It's, it feels like a TV movie. Well, it's a TV movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why you Good use point. him in basketball, because he fits the vibe of being a villain in that world, yeah. but not as somebody who's running this evil Fortune 5, but it looks like a Fortune 10. Like, this yeah. is an oil conglomerate that also has his hands in all these different fucking satellite technology. Yeah. You know, they're Halliburton, in essence. And I just don't buy you as the top of Halliburton. It's always weird that he's like one of the Magnificent Seven. It's always still weird to me. Like, you know, because you see what he ended up becoming, which essentially is a cheesy TV yeah. villain well, most yeah, of the time. He was number six. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, true. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> you got the end of the pay scale. Who can we get for this money? Yeah. Nothing is a bad actor. No. Just like, it's an interesting fit. He had a great resume in the 60s and 50s, 60s, and yeah. a little bit in the 70s, and then it went off the rails. All right, what's your number four? Four is, uh, we might still be a punt. Okay. Is Spider-Man 3. Punt. Ooh. Okay. Wow. 
<laughs> What's your number three then? Uh, my number three is Suicide Squad. Uh, that's a punt. Really? Yes, it is. On your list, not? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm so excited. Not a contrarian. I don't know. You're here for the people. I get it. I get it. As he wears that DC hat. His number two is Dark Knight for some esoteric, very specific reason. I'm waiting for it. That shoe number will drop. Number one on my list is Black Panther. <laughs> Oh, it'd be great oh, that you just shit. pull it out a tiki torch and you're like, boom, enough said. Just walk out. <laughs> Did not see that coming. That's crazy. He's been Andy Kaufman us for years for this joke. Uh, my number five then is uh, Superman 4, which is what the slight pump from yours was. Okay. Yeah, right? Oh, I just, it's not on your list. No. Oh, fuck. It was so, it's so horrific. Nuclear man. Nuclear man. But also, <laughs> also because you go, you, one and two were, I loved one and two as a kid. And three, I'm like, okay, they didn't get 100% right. They'll fix it in the fourth one. Then you go see the fourth one, and they are basically trotting Christopher Reeve out like an old circus act that used to be great, mm -hmm. and he is just a shell of Dude. himself. And then they're using the string. You can see the string that attaches to <laughs> Nuclear Man when he's going through the fucking... When they don't even yeah. give a shit to CGI out the fucking strings. Well, it's Golan and Globus. Yeah. And, the, and four words about Superman 4. Go ahead. Lee, press on nails. <laughs> yeah. Dude, how Great dare point. you attack Mariel Hemingway? Those nails. That, Terrible. Are you talking about nu nuclear uh, man? Nuclear, nuclear man. man? Yeah. It's like the world's the world's most rejected RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> contestant. <laughs> that whole movie should just sashay the fuck away. <laughs> it's not on my list because this three was so bad that I had zero expectations of yeah, that and it lived fair. up to them. So okay. that, just because it's not on my list doesn't mean it's not a horrible movie. Right. But I was like, oh. Oh, it's a tumor. Oh, so it's cancerous. Oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's a great yeah. comparison, yeah. I think. <laughs> it just, when he scratches him. Oh, yeah. It's, well, he has nuclear nails. And you're like, dude, this seems like a movie, a bad premise from the 60s. Yeah. When the atomic bomb was still fresh and they're making all this crap and whatnot. It's nuclear man. Who can beat Superman? Why, nuclear man. It's and I, like, I, okay. I, I might be wrong, and I'm not going to go back and rewatch it, but yeah. I do believe that a couple of people in the movie refer to him as the nuclear man. I'm sure they I'm do. Sure. I'm sure. They're Bush relatives. Uh, it's mind-blowing to me to watch it now because it's just like, uh, they really just didn't give a shit and they're just trying to cash in and make that money. Mm -hmm. And this is that time in the 80s when people joke about how much people love cocaine in the 80s. Because this is a cocaine movie. Like, nobody gave a fuck. They're just trying to put this out there so they well, can make money to feed their habit. That production company made, like, breaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had... Golden Globus. They had, like... expire. They were going to lose the rights. Yeah. Yeah, they had so they 30... Had to do it. 30 things in production yeah. while and they were had, making this. And they had a budget of... I think the budget was, like, 8 or $9 million. It was... Yeah, they cut... It's All kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I read an account once where they said they wanted to shoot in front of the United Nations before he goes there. They're like, not going to happen, guys. <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> Had they been able to do things like that, maybe yeah. it has more emotional weight and we care more about. Maybe. They should have done, done the Ed Wood and just gotten stock footage like the Buffalo. We're restless. Put some of that stuff in there. <laughs> uh, all right, then. My number four it was the punt from earlier, I think. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Punt still. <laughs> Wait, punt, does that mean if it, it's in the top two? Your top oh, it has to be the top two. No, no, don't. Yeah, okay, okay. But it's in, do I tell you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because we're all three on Okay, list. cool. Let's talk about it. This Am thing. I really? Do we this have thing. to talk about it? Well, I mean, it's kind of the point of the show. I know, but there is nothing, <sighs> nothing good about there, Nothing. I know. I, let me say my piece, why it made my 10, because you please. guys have a much more, you know, much more vitriol for it than yeah. I do. My expectations of all X-Men is so low. This is the only X-Men that made it. Right. Because I was like, this is the one character you seem to be getting right. Yeah. 
maybe you can spin off and do something with that. And then they did, and you're like, okay, you're still doing what I expect of X-Men. Never, yeah. never getting there. Now say your piece and shit all over. <laughs> um, I, I actually never saw the movie in the theater. I saw oh. in advance there was, a, there was a bootleg going around on VHS oh. with the animatics. So I watched it with unfinished special effects. <laughs> then I went back and watched the finished special effects. Always the way to see a movie. And the finished special effects were no, didn't improve yeah, the movie. They were that much better, yeah. One, it's the first movie that they do that just says, oh, we have a shared universe, but not really, because these, the, Emma Frost is in it, yeah. Cyclops is in it. There's no, there's no sort of addressing continuity. Yeah. The whole northern exposure lumberjack yeah. thing. With Sabretooth. Ew. Terrible Sabretooth. Talk about, once again, Lee press on nails. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, I did like the montage of them fighting through... American Revolution to oh, like, right. you know, World War One, World War Two, yeah, well, Vietnam. Unfortunately, there's another 99 minutes. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. That that to start, it's like uh, uh, the Wolverine with yeah. that nuclear explosion yeah. and he shields the one dude and comes off. It's like, this yeah. is awesome. And then it just kind of slowly peters. And isn't Will point. I Am in this movie? Yes, Will I Am is in this movie. They, all these terrible actors are in this Whenever, movie. Or people Mar- be. Marvel does that a lot. Will I Am. Yeah. Macy Gray and Spider Man. Yeah, but those aren't. Yeah, those before. Those are, yeah, before but, Feige got there. But yeah. still, it was like, was the Strawberry Alarm Clock busy? Mm. Who, what, who are these musicians they're putting in these movies? They become distractions. You're like, why see, is that person in the see, movie? See, it's Condor Man, just an updated version of that. We'll throw in some of these young artists for yeah. the kids. We'll churn it out. The, for the you know, kids. This dude flies. Well, and all the story, they try to give him some kind of romance. It really doesn't fucking work. And then, then they do. The, then they have Deadpool with his mouth sewn That's, shut. That's what? That's why it makes my list, because I didn't know Deadpool. Yeah. I didn't. I stopped reading comics long before then, and then once I see now the cinematic representation of that character, it's like, you took away yeah. what is arguably his best characteristic is his fucking mouth. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. It makes it, that's why it made my list. It's just like, wow, the egregious sin of that. How is no one at Marvel going, why are you neutering yeah. this character? Yeah. Don't even use it. And you waste Liam, Liam Schreiber. You waste. Yeah. One of the greatest acting talents on the planet. I think I skipped my number eight. Did you? Did I say Green Lantern? Yeah, yeah we've, we've that's punted. Punt. Oh, okay. We gotta get Never the, mind. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. We're not there yet, son. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about there. <laughs> there is. Uh, but yeah, this is over. It just it was so disappointing to me as a massive counter to you, Matt. I'm a massive Wolverine fan. Did this be the first one out? You're like, why'd you fuck this? How could you fuck this up? And it was a one-two punch for. Uh, Hugh Jackman, right. who was such a revelation in the first movie and yeah. is such a likable screen presence. You have this and Van Helsing. Yes. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, you should never work again. <laughs> well, yeah, thank God you still have Wolverine because yeah. if it was just a standalone and then you had Van Helsing following up, that might tank your career. You might be Gerard Butler doing Geostorm. I yeah. think this is... I have a, uh, I, I have a guilty pleasure love for Van Helsing. I can't explain it. I can't Yeah, you can't. So. You can't. I, the, the opera Frank, Frankenstein is the best. Ben Elting. All right, so the number three is Batman and Robin. That's my number three. That's a punt. Yeah. That's, that's my number four. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. That fucking... Oh, we can't talk about no, it. All right. All right. What's your, what's your, what's your, what's five? your five? My number Mark? five is a double feature because Ooh. they were both directed, directed in quotes by the same person. Daredevil and Ghost Rider. Brought to you okay. by Mark Steven Johnson. Yeah, but you have to make a choice. <laughs> yeah, they're, the, they're the same equally bad movie. Yeah. Every you gotta make a choice. <laughs> okay, well then I'll go with Daredevil. There okay. you go. Right. Here you go. Let's go. It's in his yeah. top ten. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Mark Steven Johnson's a nice guy. Maybe. But he made this and Ghost Rider, and he yeah. also took my favorite novel of all time. Oh. 
and made it into a movie so bad that the writer of the novel said, you got to change the names of all the characters. My favorite novel of all time is by John Irving, who okay. wrote The World According to Garbage. Yeah. A novel called A Prayer for Owen Meany. Oh, yeah. Mark Stephen Johnson made a movie called um, Simon Birch. Right. Don't uh, watch it. You'll never get that time back. Well. Daredevil feels like what I thought all superhero movies would be when I was a kid. Yeah. It is, there's a dance scene on seesaws yeah, in yeah, the yeah. public. Um, ben Affleck, his hair is red. Yeah. Um, the CG is awful. Another one, Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Can we stop? No more musicians in movies. <laughs> Just don't. Was Cool Mo D busy? Well, um, it's... It, so you're it, saying Will Smith is no good? You're saying... Well, he's well, saying, like, uh, as cameos. Ice Cube, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, he, but they had to start somewhere. Well... You know, are I you saying the, DMX I, is bad? I saw How the, dare I you? I saw the trailer for Aladdin. I would not argue. It's arguable if he's a singer. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to see that Prince because off, I, I value mean, my time. I like Gavin Rossdale on in Constantine. Yeah, I'll yeah. defend him in Constantine. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Jagger could be rare. my favorite part of Free Jack. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Look, I can cherry pick too. Yeah. David That's Bowie like is saying, great in like, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I like morphine for my third degree burns. It, it's quantified. It's great for third degree burns. That's yeah. Sting, not David Bowie. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah. But, uh, it is Sting. <laughs> ben Affleck looks uncomfortable the whole time. It does, really does. He, it's amazing he and Jennifer got married. Jennifer Garner got married because they have zero chemistry. Mm. There's only one person in this movie who's in a, who I think gives a shit, and that's Colin Farrell. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the movie he thinks he's making because he's committed and having fun and like. A, a, not trying to make it anything it's not. Yeah. The movie makes no sense. The movie, he puts in so much fan service, like scenes from Joe Casada's artwork and right. stuff. And it just makes me go, oh, this is nowhere near as good as a comic book. Yeah. It's just, just, it's just a lifeless, and ner- another movie that feels like it was shot in somebody's garage. It's yeah. claustrophobic. Um, you, you have talented people involved, but nothing, nothing works in this movie. I agree. It's, Even it's un- I would never rewatch this movie. Yeah, and it's a waste of Michael Clark Duncan as a really yeah. good kingpin. And that True. was interesting That's, casting. I was. Yeah, I, was, I was like, oh, okay. I good. love We're that. casting an actor who's appropriate for a part. Right. Exactly. He fits the he design does. bill in your head. You're like, yeah, that's Kingpin. Doesn't I can it? accept I it. Yeah. All you need is a big, imposing block of a human being. Yeah. That That's how he became Kingpin. Look at him. You know, yeah. he is dominated thoroughly. Like, yeah. Perfect casting. Uh, I just didn't care going into it. I heard beforehand, it is dog shit, and I went into it watching it, and I was like, it is dog shit. Yeah, that's fair. See, Daredevil's one of my favorite characters oh, this side I liked of Wolverine. him in comics. So, yeah. So, the, this side that, of Wolverine. Frank Miller, I mean, that, yeah. just classic, classic. Even the Bendis run is great which is, for uh, me. Yeah. Bendis, and, Bendis and Brubaker yeah. are both, are both right. uh, you know, cousins or descendants or mm-hmm. grandchildren of the Miller run. There's great stuff going True. on there. It was when Carnahan did that fake trailer. Yes. It was like, oh. Maybe that's the movie. Make make Mean Streets. Make it yeah. make it what the TV show tried to be, but actually give it a budget. Right. Yeah. Allow it to. You know, you I don't know. want to see Daredevil fighting Galactus, but I want to see Daredevil fighting crazy ninjas. Well, yes. Yeah, but what the he hands. did like in season one, that fight in the hallway, yeah, yeah. where it's the extended sequence. It's like give me that now. Scale the budget so we could have every once again these larger fight sequences. And have an, and can we please come up with an interesting visual for his sight, his radar vision? Yeah. It just looked like something from like somebody had a video toaster from 1989. It was like, let's we can have a morph too. It was like, oh, it just felt so cheap and dated and yeah. lifeless and flaccid. I agree, thoroughly agree. It's why, it was why it was my number ten. Yeah. All right, so we did your four. Four was Batman and Robin. Okay. And three was Wolverine Origins for me. All right. Uh, so we're mine. Yeah, we're two was Batman and Robin. Okay. We Almost have... destroyed. Look, Batman's my favorite all time. It is. It's, yeah. I share that with numerous other individuals. Sure. Yeah. 
So I'm willing to see every iteration. I will watch every Batman movie, if, if even if it's bad, and I'm walking into it. I've watched all the straight to DVD. I've watched wow. a bunch of the TV shows. I love the character. It's yeah. pretty fantastic. And this one, you're going for the cheesy camp of the 60s show, and it's... I mean, every person is delivering stilted line yeah. after stilted line, and it's hard to take the ridiculous. Arnold Schwarzenegger has the most dialogue of anyone in the film. <laughs> and that, arguably, should, that should never be said out loud. Arguably, on, on some level. This side of the 80s. Yeah. yeah. At least, I think he understands the movie he's making, where other people are trying to deliver lines and still be somewhat serious, and be like, you gotta, you gotta pick a fucking lane well, here. What are we doing? Yeah. Rudy actually talked about that he felt like, um, and I'm gonna be paraphrasing, but he felt like Steven Soderbergh told him, taught him how to act after when he did Out of Sight, because watching Batman and Robin, I was like, oh, I hope this guy invested well because he should never work. Again. Yeah, <laughs> because he is not only he's not only checked out and not interested, but he's sort of smug about it. He's like, I'm yeah. better than this. Yeah, I'm like actually, you're not. Right, you're not even trying. He was in that place, yeah. right? Because because he, he carried that hubris over from from, uh, from ER. ER. Yeah, but that but he followed. This was Peacemaker. Was terrible. Peacemaker. Well, one yeah. fine day. Oh, one fine day. Yeah. Uh, what uh, shit? The storm one. Um, the perfect storm. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. I like him in Perfect Storm. So do I, but he had a run of movies that aren't doing well. Enough. Right, yeah. right, right. And in right. that one, he is. I just remember there's one. Somebody asked him a question or something. He like turns and just gives. And I don't give a fuck answer about what's going on right now. Close up shot of him. And you're yeah. Like, I and Chris O'Donnell in this movie. Oof. A 40 year old man playing a 20 year old who's actually acting like a six year old. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, they're like, oh, we're just going to abandon you. you she can was do whatever you want. I feel terrible. so bad for her. Because she's given nothing. No. She's given zero direction and awful lines. Yeah. And once again, make the Batgirl costume the Batgirl costume. Yeah. These costumes work for a reason. Don't. Oh, 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 and and uh, Uma Thurman. Oh yeah, is Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman playing a drag version of Kim Cattrall from Six and the Sex and the City. <laughs> Every line is a is an ent- is a double entendre. <laughs> like, oh no, it's not. No, no. Oh. Well, and they also made Bane just a roided out yeah monster. Fool. Yeah, that's all he was. And like, okay. The only thing I will say about the movie that is it's one minor thing is that the production design. Whether you love it or hate it, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's got a look. They it's, made a choice. It has a choice. It's a bold and choice, and it doesn't look, it doesn't look cheap. That movie looks yeah. expensive. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with it, but based on the look alone, there's yeah. a, there's a m- motif there. It's unfortunately. Yeah. It's, well, it's, the thing is, they need to go full sixties. Then, and Clooney needs to be dropping punchlines and not right. smug responses, and be like, "Okay, now everybody's on board." But when he may, thinks he's well, making, he's judging the script for us, so we're not going to like it when he's like, "Yeah." When he's yeah. Like saying everything I'm doing is shit, we're going to believe you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good design aesthetic, but when the rest of it doesn't deliver on that, you're like, "Okay, yeah. I'm out." Yeah. It's, it, that's the thing. This is the only superhero movie I've ever walked out of, and we walked out of it right after the motorcycle chase. Mm-hmm. And I've yet to finish it, and I never will. I got, to me, there's no ever reason ever to go back and watch it. It was neck and neck with this and Batman Forever for me because Tommy oh. Lee Jones is so bad in Back to Brother. Batman Forever. But at least Val Kilmer, yes, is committed. He's, He's enjoying He's himself. Yes, this this when your center when your title two characters are either checked out yeah. or horribly cast and bad. Yeah, I. I don't. There's just nothing redeeming about. I it. agree. Yeah. I've come back. I've gone back to watch Batman Forever about maybe a couple of months ago. Fuck, I used to defend that movie. It is shit. The boat scene at the end always oh. killed me, even in the theater. I was yeah. like, no, bat boat. No reason to have this. Bat boat. 
you could tell the hatred that Tommy Lee and Jim Carrey have. It's just, it just oh, really, yeah. as an adult now, because because I was, I think I was in my twenties when it came out, so it was like you just want to, you just caught up in it. But now older, you can see the little like looks they give each other of just absolute and, hate. And also, too, why is Two Face suddenly look like a hot topic T-shirt? All that day. Oh, it's just ridiculous. It? How about Billy D. Williams, man? He's earned this. Yeah. I wanted to see Billy D. Yeah, Billy, Billy D. D. Williams was the first yes. kingpin casting. You're taking a character, the traditionally a Caucasian guy, and you're casting someone who's interesting for the part. Regardless Great point. Of race. Yeah. And I was like, Billy D. is owed the same way Henry Cavill is owed. <laughs> yeah. Eric Bana is owed. They're owed the chance to play these characters yeah. because. Billy Billy D. Williams, unlike Tommy Lee Jones, is likable. Yep. Sure. So seeing him become this character, the struggle, because Billy D. Williams is a good actor. Yes, he is. Go back watch, to the watch, 70s. Watch, watch Lady Sings the Blues. Yep. He's a damn fine actor. Yeah. And it just bums me out because Tommy Lee Jones is once again judging the material. Yeah. And just being like, I'm better than this. And then you have Drew Barrymore. Oh, and, God, and, Debbie yeah. and, and Debbie Bazaar. And Debbie Bazaar. That's well, It's so weird. They're the angel and the devil, but they're both devils yeah, type of thing. Weird. It is. I, I I think he just he's trying to out he's trying to chew more scenery than Carrie. Just gets fed up with Carrie's that's what you hired Carrie to do. Right. When you signed on and you're playing opposite and it's like fuck that instead of Trying to be complimentary. Well, the whole interpretation of Two Face is wrong. Yeah, yeah it Two is. Face is a good guy and a bad guy. He's yeah. Hannibal Lecter and he's Santa yeah. Claus. Yeah, right. He's not. <laughs> yeah, he's not two shades of zoot suit. No, no. Which it's is what he is. That's on crack. It is. It is exactly. It's such an unusual. It's such an unusual performance from Tommy Lee too, man. Like this is. Well, he's so... another one. When he cares. When he's on, he's great. Oh yeah. He doesn't give a fuck, and it's just. Martin but time. He yeah. turns into Golden Globes Tommy Lee. Yeah. yeah. Where he's oh, yeah. pissed off at Will Ferrell and uh, uh, Wig, Kristen Wig. I just don't think he likes comedians at all. <laughs> I just don't, I think, don't he think he likes, likes people. Yeah. And I think he wants to respect the pomposity of an award show. Yeah. It's like, dude. Like the Golden Globes. Like the Golden Globes. It's here. It's like, you know, this leads up to his Oscar potentially Ugh. and cementing legacies and old it's a, man. It's a doorstop. Yeah. It, uh, when you get old, you either are really happy or you're really pissed. I mean, yeah. It's very, it's very often. It's being true. Sometimes in the same breath. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. But there's only two extremes. Yeah. You're pissed that you're this old and you yeah. ache all the time. Yeah. I'm, but I'm still alive. Well, I'm painkillers. <laughs> yeah. All my friends are dead. I don't have anybody to fucking talk to anymore. <laughs> I'm still alive. I'm Belushi dancing on the grave. All right. What's your number one? Oh, no. We do. Oh, we go two. two. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, sorry. So my number two then is Suicide Squad. Okay. That's my punt from uh, three. Is that? Nope. Not on your list, right? Okay. So that's our that's our conversation. Oh, fucking two, this movie. Uh, the turd du jour. This fucking movie. I didn't know if I was going to have a current one be make the, li- the top of my list. And goddamn, if it didn't. I just kept pushing it further and further up the list because the disappointment I felt going to see this. Because I like David Ayer as a director. I like Fury. Fury. I, I liked uh, End of Watch. I yeah. like him as a director. So I was like, this is going to be an awesome well, fucking suicide squad. see his suicide squad. Yeah, fair point. And it, 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 Still, though, I kind of hope not. I, I want to see his Suicide Squad, and I want to see what's-his-face's Rogue One. Okay. That, I want to see his original Rogue too. One. I want to see the bitchy Felicity Jones. Yeah, but I do like the version we got, as opposed to... Right. Fucking, oh, I do. I like Rogue One, yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, as opposed to this. This. This, this yeah. is just utterly trash. Yep. When they are at that bar as a stupid, they're all going to bond, and we're oh, supposed yeah. to bond with them moment, <laughs> and the Latino guy, whatever the... Uh, you yeah, know, Jay Yeah. And he's just like, you're my family now. And you're yeah. like, in the theater, I was like, you've known them for six hours. Yeah. Six hours in and the context of this movie. to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Nobody just like. He's like my family. I, 
So they all pivot. They can walk away at this point, but they come back to yeah. do the. I don't buy that in the slightest. I won't set you on fire. Yeah, shoehorning Joker in to get the public oh, there when yeah, you don't yeah. need the Joker, and it's this weird interpretation. Yeah, uh, well, I will say as the contrarian here, okay. this movie is a mess. But I yes. described this movie for me as it's like a hot fudge sundae that has been left on the counter. You can eat it. It's messy. It's sticky. It's going to give you indigestion and make your head hurt. But while you're doing it, there are worse things. For me, the things that, it, and I will say, it, I'm not defending it as a good yeah, movie, yeah. but seeing Oscar winner Viola Davis play Amanda sure. Waller. Perfect casting. Great. Um, but I, her I, character doesn't make any fucking I, sense. I, 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 well, once again, once again, the comic book nerd in me, I, that's, that's where some of these movies, I think you know this, John, mm-hmm. is... We know the history. We can fill in the stuff. That's yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's yeah. what they count on. But, that's what they count yeah. on. Bullshit. Yeah. And they shouldn't. It's bullshit. And they shouldn't. It's complete right. bullshit. Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah, but when the mission is to fucking get her, when yeah. they showed well, up, the mission and you're like, makes no sense. Yeah, the mission makes exactly. no sense. Okay, so you're willing to just there has to be a story construct that makes a little bit of sense. I can only suspend disbelief yeah. for so long. It's just yeah. like if you can't get A to B. To make sense, what the fuck? And yeah. I would like to see the footage because I because Ayer has said there's a ton of more Joker. I'm footage. sure there is. I am not a fan of Jared Leto. Um, I but like personally, yeah, as an actor, as an, as an personally okay. actor, there's just something about him. Fair? that just feels like he feels like if a clove cigarette and a beret was a person. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, that's, that's a, I'd like know, that. It's fantastic. He's, he's an artisanal beer. <laughs> um, but. I don't mind the the, uh, the interpretation of the Joker as a yeah. head. Yeah, and it, and the things that I did like about that, I liked that his teeth were knocked out because a Batman would have knocked all his fucking right. teeth out. Right, and I did like. I thought it was interesting. It doesn't necessarily work, but it was interesting that the Joker actually did care about Harley Quinn. Yeah, even though it was yeah. dysfunctional, because I was like, oh. That's an interesting color because we've never ever seen him care about anything, even in the weird dysfunctional way. Yeah, there was something there. I know he was a nightmare to work with on that movie. From oh, all sure. the stories, we're never going to see Jared Leto play the Joker again. And no, no matter done. how much he protests, but that I he should. I Doesn't matter. That. The only the only thing that bothered me, and this this is hot topic. The movie to go revisit that term. But yeah, this movie is a hot topic. If it was a film. Damaged the just the things like the yeah. fonts of his tattoos were ill conceived. Yeah, and stuff like that. Is well, bad. I mean, it's emulating what you see in a lot of rap and hip hop. Sure. The guy, you know, very yeah. specific kind of stylized face tattoos. Well, the Joker would have unique tattoos, not tattoos. He wouldn't pick them off a wall. Right. <laughs> not if he's a meth head. Yeah. If yeah. you're willing to concede one sure. point, now you're at saying abstract creativity for a meth but head. Margot Robbie is fantastic. She is. She's the she's easily but the best thing. Can't ever. deny that. I mean, that character brought up hot topic was designed to sell Halloween costumes. Right. I mean, fucking Christ, that she is good in it. Yeah. She's about the only thing that I enjoy. It's the one costume that finally replaced the Wonder Woman costume at all the cons. Yeah. That Harley Quinn costume, right? Mm-hmm. It was so uniquely made. I think it was uniquely made for the film. I yeah. don't recall yeah. it being in the comics. So. I saw so many women who would normally have worn the Wonder Woman outfit wearing the the uh, Harley Quinn. I was Harley very Quinn's surprised. Been the best-selling Halloween costume for like eight years. Yeah. for women. No yeah. surprise. No Not surprise. surprise. Not surprised in the slightest. Thirty percent of West Hollywood. <laughs> that's that's mm-hmm. what I'm always surprised by. And that actually uh, accounts for forty percent of that eighty percent you brought up. <laughs> so so no, that's the impressive so, part. So now these statistics <laughs> makes as much sense as the MacGuffin of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Joe Kinnaman is wasted. By the way. Kinnaman, no offense. Kinnaman is not a movie no. actor. I, he is a TV actor. He's great. You should in stay. Carbon. Yeah, great. I, and really, killing... I couldn't get past the pilot. Oh, I was like, really? I do not care for this show at all. It's not a TV show. It's a six and a half hour movie. Yeah, and I and okay. I, I like him in the Killing a lot, yeah. 
But when he does movies, like in Hannah, I don't even mind some of the episodes of Hannah with him because I think he does good work as a TV thing. Have you sure. ever House seen of Cards. Um, what's the, the, the heist movie that he did in, in Sweden, Switzerland, where he's from? Oh, I don't Gra- know. Snab- Sna- Grab a Snab a Cash, I think is what it's called. Okay. Zach Efron was going to remake it. Snab a Cash? Oh, wow. Hmm. It's a really, really good movie. Okay. It's weird watching him speak in Maybe it's, Swedish. Because yeah. he gets put in these kind of feature positions and big products. Yeah. Just like, dude, I don't, I don't well, buy you. It was Tom Hardy. He turned it down when they cast Will Smith, allegedly, because he realized he was going to have nothing to do. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's true. That's yeah. fair. That's true. Yeah, why sign on for that? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I thought Will was good as the character yeah, that he played. Fine. Yeah, it's it's kind of what brought Will back but into the prominence. The Kara or whatever her name is, the model. Oh, she's terrible. Just waving her. Delavine should never act they, again. They, and it's they did they did to her in that movie what they did to Andy McDowell in Greystoke. They redub all her dialogue. Oh, really? In Greystoke, Andy McDowell's voice. Watch it. Yeah, it's, it's Glenn Close. It's Glenn Close. Yeah. In this, she's got that weird voice yeah. because. I don't think she can walk and chew gum. She's yeah, full. Thank you. Full. Yeah. Just dead. I think but, she might be a computer-generated thing. Her <laughs> eyes are dead. Simone, you think she's Simone from the Pacino film? Uh, yeah. Oh, the rejected exactly. versions. <laughs> like uh, the, the clones from the alien. Yeah. She's deadly friend. <laughs> Just her whole storyline and her brother. Oh, yeah. All of that. Making a weapon. It's like, this is so convoluted and stupid. And the Katana thing. Why are you introducing them? Why are you introducing this character? It makes no sense at all. Killer Croc was a waste. Everything I thought, I think they boomerang. Yeah, boom. Oh, fucking Jai. I know he's coming back. No offense to Jai. The thing is, we met him in that Comic Con thing right before this came out. Yes, when we did, so we did the streaming app somewhere yeah. in like China or something, and we did it all fucking day. Yeah, and he 40 came on. Hours. Couldn't have been a nicer, a nicer dude. Yeah, he's genuinely nice. Yep. He's easy on the eyes. It's a lot of people. I don't mind like, him coming back. I, but uh, the problem is, I was like, I really hope it succeeds, man. But I've also seen you in that crap Terminator, and it's like he that crap Die Hard, and yeah, that crap yeah, Die Hard, which yeah. is the, yeah. easily the worst Die Hard. It's like I've already seen you be part of the worst of the two franchises. Yeah, he's sort of yeah. Like assuming the, he's sort of like the Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton to Sam Worthington. Okay. Yeah, but Sam Worthington's still in that same world. Outside Avatar, what else does he have? Oh, exactly. They're yeah. both. They're both. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. They're the rare Australian actors that don't do good shit all the time. Um, who else was with him in that movie? Uh, of the other actors on the, the what, the squad itself? Yeah, I'm trying to think of who Oh, and they the one good thing is they killed Adam Beach off early. I, if that but, happened in the first 10 minutes of every movie, I'd be happy. How does he continue to I, get work? I, it's mind-blowing <laughs> to me. Smoke Signals was great for the 90s, and he's fine in that. The same way I Ed Burns with, was great in yeah, that, that Brothers McMullen. Brothers McMullen. Yeah. They're great for a movie that was shot for $5 yeah. in the back of a car. Exactly. When you give yeah. them actual production value, Adam Beach, and once again... I'm sure he's probably a lovely person. I'm hope I hope he has a happy family. Yeah, yeah. Good for him for getting the work. He might be the worst, most yeah. bland actor ever. He trades in on the Native American thing. They're going to cast him, yeah. and when they put him in something, I always go, "This is just a token casting," because the guy yeah. has a name in the Native American community, but he's a shit actor. And I worked on Wind Talkers for six months and watched him up close act like dog shit. The guy they got to play his um, uh, his fellow Navajo in the movie, uh-huh. they picked him off out of the extras. He was better than Adam Beach. And it's frustrating when I see him in a movie in The Flags of Our Fathers. He was crapping at actually movie. There were actually a number of other Native American actors. Yes, who, who plenty. Um, there's, there's an actor who I, I met years ago when he was, um, he, his name is Michael Gray Eyes. He works all the time. I met What's him he in been Cleveland. In? Um, he's been in every, he's in something. Was he in Hot Pursuit or Cold Pursuit, the Liam Neeson Oh, he was one? in Fargo then, season oh, two. Yeah. 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 That oh, okay. yeah, that I guy. met him because yeah. he was he's living great. in Cleveland because his wife w- was in the Cleveland Ballet yeah. and he was there and he worked 
all the time. Yep. No, he's good. He's an amazing, amazing uh-huh. actor. I'm like, uh-huh. can, we, can, can we get rid of Michael Beach? And we, yeah. This is a guy who's actually got the goods. Yeah, but Adam Beach B. has like the profile. He has the look well, you he can put on. He had the profile. True. That's the thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, enough. When he was killed in the first 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's the perfect thing to do with cash. And I took, I bet Adam took it. He's like, fuck it, it might make money. I'm not getting cast anything big, so I'll take it for 10 minutes of screen time. So, uh, All right, that was my number two. What was your number two? Spider-Man 3. <laughs> hey, number there two? It there yeah. it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Just, it was disappointing. So yeah. disappointing. Oh, so um, many levels. I, you know, if you, if you go back and listen to my top ten, the top ten I did with these guys about my favorite Marvel movie, oh, yeah. you can hear my other thoughts about this. But Spider-Man 3, I was never... A fan of the Raimi interpretation. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't. Th- I think. I just think Tobey Maguire is miscast. Tobey Maguire is a reactor. He does not engender joy. He does not engender fun. He yeah. does not engender anything. He's yeah. just sort of. Now he can be great in things like the Ice Storm. You know, he's Cider House Rules. Cider House Rules because right. he's 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 the base that's re- that everything reacts around. Um, I I never I never found him to be. When, when Spider-Man puts on his costume, when Peter puts on that costume, there's a freedom there. He gets yeah. to be himself. Yeah. And there was, he was just joyless. Yeah. He's physically wrong. I always joke that he should play Katie Lang in a biopic. <laughs> um, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, worst MJ. Yeah. How about, how about this? Let's not, you know, we, 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 we cast a blonde as a redhead. And then in this franchise, yeah. in all permutations, we cast redheads as blondes. Right. Apparently, you can make me believe a man can climb a building with his spider fingers, but you can't get a good fucking red wig. <laughs> it's Apparently not. Great once points. again, RuPaul is on your roller collar. <laughs> Drive down Santa Monica Boulevard at 2 o'clock on a Sunday, Saturday morning. Yeah. You'll find people that can do believable wigs. Mm. The breakdancing scene. Oh, it's terrible. You ever see him up close, Awful. though? When you're driving past, you're like, that seems believable. And then you stop at that, you know, that uh, yeah, we're right aid right there. Yeah, but you're, we're not going to be doing extreme close <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know if I'm going to them for all my beauty tips. Maybe if the camera is zooming past at 25 miles an hour, yeah. boom, beauty tips galore. And, Bryce, and Bryce, and Bryce other, Dallas, right? Isn't that who plays? Yeah, yeah she yeah. plays Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Who, Woof. who, if you're a woman in a Spider-Man movie, don't ever go above the first floor because you're going to go flinging out of the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Aunt, Aunt yeah. It's like being a red shirt in Star Trek. And also, the, you know, and you know, there's always suspension of disbelief in genre movies. Genre sure. movies are so much harder to make than quote normal movies. Right. You know, in my best friend's wedding, Julia Roberts, we're told she's an award-winning food critic. Sure, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. okay. Yeah, if you say so. That. But in this movie, we have, and this is why the rest of it fails. When you start picking apart details like this, you have Mary Jane Watson. And above the title, marquee actress on Broadway. Yeah. So she gets fired. And she's going to be a waitress? Yeah. Did she not have a manager, a lawyer, and an agent? She would have gotten another show or an album or a tour. She would not have been poor. Yeah. Yeah. And a jazz club where kids go in New York? What year are we in? I believe, <laughs> yeah, I, that, I, I believe it elevated. I believe the L is in Chicago, is in New York City before I believe that. Yeah, good point. That Russian girl that Toby McGuire is just awful to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the whole uh, um, Topher Grace is trying. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, but he's crammed in so late you don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the Sandman feels like a villain from the Batman TV show. Why are you casting Thomas Hayden Church, Church playing, in that? Is playing it like he's Clara Bow and cocaine in a silent movie. <laughs> I'm like, relax. Yeah. Teresa Russell from one. Oh no yeah. yeah. Reason. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it's just it is just an awful wow awful 
infuriatingly awful. Yeah, I forgot though. about Teresa Russell. Shit. Yeah, well, you have the problem of we've got way too many fucking villains. Oh, yeah. And we didn't even talk about James Franco. I know. Oh, yeah. His Franco. final pivot to becoming, and it's this arc from the first one, and you're like, I... There's so much shit. You're just packing in crap on top of crap on oh, top of crap. I know the import of this franchise, and I know people love the first one, but for me, this this the whole franchise... I mean, the second one is the best, but it feels like yeah. he made the same movie three times with diminishing results on each one. That's I think the fair. second is the, the high yeah. watermark yeah. of yeah. That, that overall series, but I much prefer Tom Holland and Into the Spider-Verse. I think they already have a better handle on... Oh, you mean Tom Holland and the Spider-Man movie? Yeah, I'm saying that and the Spider-Verse. Oh, and Into the Spider-Verse. Both, right, right, right. both yeah. are iterations which I am enjoying yeah. and continue on with. I'm looking forward to the one you know coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, you look at this one, and, and by the way, you mentioned Franco. If this was his resume, those these three movies, I know. he'd have never worked again. Exactly. He's terrible in these three movies. I don't care. Nobody could tell me he's good in these movies. He's terrible in these movies, so when his... When his like the worst parts of Franco come out in this movie, so it's always been surprising to me that he turned it into an, uh, uh, you know, uh, Oscar nominated career. Like it was surprising to me what he's without been able a doubt. To do. But like everything about this thing from the beginning, especially coming out of two, you're just like, okay, this is going to do it, and you're just like, what? What the fuck was Raimi? What was going on in Raimi's mind? I would love to know what he was doing when he was creating this thing. Because I know... But I know well, he, well, you know, I mean, the, the, the talk was he Venom was forced on him and he didn't want Venom yeah, in there. Yeah. But still, you know? he has a problem with you have Sandman and you have this... What should be focusing Terrible on casting. the arc of Tim Frank, or, uh, Franco's character. Yeah. But uh, that should be the crux of this entire fucking movie and yet it feels like an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, I mean... The dancing scene is what everybody points to. It was like that, that alone. Right. But that's just indicative of they have no real sense of what this movie is supposed to be. And it's very similar to when Superman starts drinking and all yeah. like the evil heroes. Like, this is not a, you don't do this with a hero. Don't do this with it. It's, nobody wants to see it. Not in this way. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see him. And, and also, too, with that costume in the comic books, yeah. when the, the symbiote costume was doing oh, right. stuff, it was when Peter was asleep. Exactly. So he would wake up and he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be rested. Right. By making him a dick, Tobey Maguire hasn't mastered playing Peter Parker as a likable energy source. Right. So to make him play evil on top of that, let him finish this meal before he starts making something else. <laughs> Do one thing correct before you start doing something else, because right. everything in that movie, and you can tell he's checked out in this movie. Oh he, yeah, he's he's only slightly less uninterested in this movie than George Clooney was in Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's a fair. You know, because there, uh, there was a point. I think he was more engaged than Clooney in Batman because he was getting probably twenty five million. Exactly, and he knew that this is this was my introduction to the world. But I think I'm, you know, I I don't know him, mm. but I just from all the stuff that was in. Remember, he held out on Spider Man too. So yeah, he said he injured his back, and they offered it to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And the moment he heard that, he's like, I'm better, which is why they put the joke in there. Yeah. I just I just don't get it. I just don't get him being like the Constance Wu of Spider-Man. He's an interesting situation. Because, like, you know, you hear all the rumors about that, that he's a massive dick and loves, like, like that whole thing that Molly's game is based on. Well, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a professional Oh, he's, now. he's he's the gambler? He's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy that, that uh, I assume, ironically, but... to, isn't it Topher who's playing him in the movie? I think, I think so. Yeah. In, in Molly's game? Who is no, it no, that no. plays uh, it's not Topher. Who is it that plays it in Molly's game? Oh, shit. I'll look oh, it yeah, up. look it up. Okay. But it's I, 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 when I heard that it was Toby, I was shocked. Well, shocked. When was, the, when was the last time he acted? Right? Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I just didn't think he was the kind of guy that people would... Isn't that who he is, or is it Elijah Wood? Is it Elijah Wood that Molly's game is based on? Or is no, it's, it's Toby. It's Maguire. Toby, Toby right? Maguire is a professional gambler. Yeah. Toby McGuire, Ben Affleck, there's a whole group of them. <sighs> 
It's kind of mind blowing. I think our buddy Sam Levine even played in Molly's. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah plays him. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's good like, point. Oh, it doesn't seem right. It's not Topher. Because mm, like he was in Ocean's out. Eleven. It's basically doing that. The oh, young right. Hollywood. Yes, he was. Yeah. Playing poker. I can't wait to hear your number one. <laughs> my, I know my number one is the worst. All right. What you know? What do we? My have? number one is Catwoman. Oh, really? I watched it okay. for this show. Oh. It got to. I finished it, which is an achievement in and of itself. Yeah. But it got to the catnip part. Uh, if you remember that, yes. she goes to the woman and she puts it in front of her face and she starts going bananas like a cat. And I was like, in my head, I can't believe because this wasn't this wasn't like Academy Award winner Halle Berry yeah. that, follows up. That aside, that aside, this isn't you know late '80s when Keaton is signing on to do a Batman film and we've only seen Superman and it's kind of an unknown world. This comes out after we've had a decade of decade and a half yeah. of solid Superman or superhero movies, yeah. and to put this out, it's like one bad choice. So she dies and this cat just fucking stands on her and spews this green gas up for no motivation. Why? Why yeah, her? It's all terrible. The cat is just drawn to her for some reason, yeah. and then goes over to this weird woman's house, and she has all these answers about Egyptian cats, and the opening montage looks like a high school production won a contest of give me all the cats through history and pick some YouTube clips and grab this, that, and the other, and just <laughs> fucking put it on there. It is shit editing where they're superimposing pictures on top of moving images. And how does she's the only black person in the entire movie? Oh. Yeah. How does anyone not know she's Catwoman? Yeah, right. It, it seems point. like good point. It seems like the entire production crew from The Crow <laughs> didn't update their design aesthetic and was like, oh, "Let's make yeah. a movie again." From The Crow City of Angels. Whatever. <laughs> but it's got like a 90s grunge feel to it where yeah. every I would not be surprised if they had flannels tied around their waist. I always joke there should be an, uh, a deleted scene because she like drinks cream and mm. goldfish and, and licks herself. I, there, she, she should have eight nipples and her bathtub should be full of sand and Benjamin <laughs> Bratt should walk in and she's like taking a dump in the bathtub because that's the only cat stuff she doesn't she doesn't throw I know. a hairball. It's it's so bad. Doesn't, yeah, she chokes on one at one point or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I it's dumbfounding. It's dumbfounding. We had to do worst com- uh, uh, video game movies yeah, yeah. and I watched Blood Rain for that. Oh. Blood Rain is terrible. Horrific. This was so much worse to yeah. me. And Blood Rain's yeah. Huey Bowl, too, right? Yeah. 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 So you have certain expectations. And Sir Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, Sir Ben Kingsley. Michael Madsen with one of the best phone-in performances you're yep. ever going to see. You're, you're just, ever going to see. You just needed to say Michael Madsen. <laughs> no. For, even for him, he can tell this fucking sucks, and yeah. he is phoning it in so hard. Yeah. But Cat, well, I, I finished it, and I was like, sometimes I hate this show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and another person who's not a movie star. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah. Agreed. And That's, he has the most charisma on screen of any character that they introduce. That's why I liked him in okay. the limited role he had in Doctor Strange. I'm like, that's exactly how you use Benjamin Bratt in the movie. Yeah. Very the limited. The former you had, paraplegic. You Sharon Stone, yeah. so at least I was hoping that we're going to get the Faye Dunaway Supergirl effect. Oh, uh, yeah. You're just going to get all the all me and my gay brothers and sisters are all going to laugh because Sharon Stone is camping it up. And they neuter her yeah. in yeah. the movie. Yeah. Should have been the most interesting dynamic from the villain oh, aspect. absolutely. And it's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. The whole thing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, all right, my number one is Green Lantern. That's undeniable to me because I really wanted, I love Green Lantern's character. Hal Jordan is one of my favorite characters in the DC universe because he's a massive, he can be a massive dick, but he's also right a majority of the time. In fact, my favorite run is when he became Spectre. That was just like mind-blowing to see what he could do with Spectre. So I had a lot of preconceived ideas of what I wanted this film to be. When they cast Ryan... I was like, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. 
This isn't really my kind of because Green Lantern's not equipping. Hal Jordan's not a equipping guy. And so, Ryan Reynolds, I love. Yes, I, th- I love I think, Ryan too. I think in the right things, he's perfect. Yes, but in this, he's too pretty. Yes, he's too smug. Yep, he's not the right kind of cocky. He's not the right he, Hal he's, Jordan. He's James Spader, pretty and pink cocky. He's not Tom Cruise. Yes, well, I mean, cocky. Fillion, from what what I read of the comic, Fillion seems like a good. But even Philly, not, he's not a movie star yeah, either. I've, I've, well, I'm saying movie star. I'm yeah, saying, yeah. but you want to get closer to that? More yeah. every man is to get like a Matt Damon. Yeah, but, but, but you're I, never going to get Matt Damon. Damon is the Damon is the correct choice. Yeah. I push back on Philly because people like, oh, but Philly is a likable guy. So is my dad. Jordan, be green exactly. Either. Jordan is not a likable guy. <laughs> Philly has got a better claim than your dad. And I've never met your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> my dad's far more likable. <laughs> oh, I like that. Does he want to make his own like red coat show? You know, we just film that. <laughs> Buku bucks. But it's just like. Over and over again throughout the whole movie, I'm just like, I don't understand what the fuck is happening. I mean, Taika Waititi is in this thing yeah. as it, his friend. It's a really disappointing. Oh, so it, dumb. It, it was number eight on my list, and I say it's more disappointing because you have, it was one of those things that's movie by committee. You have Mark yeah. Guggenheim and Michael Green, yeah. who are both incredible writers. Yeah. You know, Michael Green wrote um, uh, Logan yeah. and Blade Runner 2049 and was on American Gods, and Mark Guggenheim was responsible for the whole most of the Berlanti version right. started from him, and he's a great comic book writer and a right. novelist. And then the studio starts getting scared, and Martin Campbell's the wrong director. Yes, for he it was because he's a, he's great for James Bond movies when it's all very yep. quote unquote real. Yeah. The visual sense of the movie doesn't look good. He's hit or miss. Yeah. The CG is not good, and it's too much too soon. Yes, do do King Arthur, do Top Gun. The guy crashes, okay. he gets the ring, open the movie with Sinestro destroying the Green Lantern Corps, and they yep. hide in the battery. So he comes out and proves it, and then it ends with him. You have earned it, and you're back. Great it point. was too much for people. It yeah. was, they were, the, 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 the Guardians themselves, the CG, it just, it, it just removes you from it. Yeah. The, the, the cloud... Yes. Because that worked so well in Fantastic Four. Right. All of it was ridiculous. This was yeah. still better, but that's not saying And much. that was, the cl- cloud is Clancy Brown... The voice of Clancy okay. Brown, and you have Peter yeah. Sarsgaard. Like, there's great talent here: Jeffrey yeah. Rush, Tim Mark Robbins. Strong, Tim Robbins. Great, great, yeah. great it, cast. All being wasted, and it just feels like it feels like the studio was chasing Marvel and didn't trust anybody. And, yeah, and just and it, it, it was like it's like wood floors. They just kept. Yeah, kept refinishing them, and then you find out there's plywood underneath. They they got rid of all the oak planks. Now it's just, it's just shitty broken plywood, and it's just it, yeah. In on paper, all, most all most everybody in that movie has made a number of really great pieces of work. Sure, sure. reliable. Sure, and it's just one of those things where. None of them, no one tries to make a bad movie. Yeah. But it's, it is just an utter dis- I went in there hoping, I went in there hoping for the best. Well, and you say that, like, I'm surprised Garner and Gaffleck got there. I was surprised Lively and Reynolds got yeah. together. They have no chemistry yeah. in this movie. And look, I'm one of these people that pushes back on Blake Lively, Lively as an actress sometimes. Sure. But I also give credit where credit's due. I liked her in The Shallows. I think she's good in The Shallows. Um, she should have gotten a Best Supporting Actress nomination for A Simple Favor. Oh, okay. I am not a Blake I haven't Lively seen that either. I find okay. her very cold. Yes. A Simple Favor is one of the best movies of the past five years. Paul Feig with Paul Feig, uh, Anna Paul, Kendrick, right? Yes, and don't let that put you away. No, Paul Feig's a good director. Paul Feig's a good TV director, yeah. but this okay. movie, he moves the camera. Yeah. Anna Kendrick is great. Blake okay. Lively, no, I was watching the movie and I was getting mad. Yeah. I said to my friend, 
She's really fucking good in this. She should get an Oscar well, nomination. I'm sure you're going to the next one and be like, that last one was a fluke. So. Um, you know what? I, I don't know. This It just feels like, oh, maybe she's yeah. finally found herself. But yeah, maybe they had zero chemistry. Yeah, it was fine. And they all were giving in to their worser parts as actors. And you're just like, oh, man. Well, you tell the director was kind of abandoned. Though. Right. It was actors going to their, going to their what, you know, yeah, what's always talks, worked for them. Yeah. It always works. But yeah. at this point. I I had no like I sold all my DC stock that didn't have Chris Nolan's name attached to it yeah. long ago. It's like you guys, Tim Burton early on, but then since then it's just yeah. like no, it, it's a fucking terrible almost yeah. every time. So going into Green Lantern, I was like, so long as you're not god awful, okay, we'll make that's, it work. That's my expectation of most DC work. Yeah, fair. it sucks because you know that's the home of Batman. Yeah, Green yeah. Lantern just made me unbelievably sad. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these movies make me angry because of their ineptitude. This movie was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. All right. But what do you got? Focus. We can say that about Green Lantern. That's true. It was in focus. Um, my movie, and you might not have seen this movie. This movie. Ooh, interesting. Is based on one of the most important comic strips in the history of comics by a creator named Will Eisner. Oh. Oh. Who, a this family affair, the movie. No, this son of a bitch. Will Eisner. He cleared no, the table with this, this son of a bitch. Of course he's going to bring it up. Will Eisner is known as the uh, the Citizen Kane of comics. He did... He is. With the logos, using like papers and stuff, and using cityscapes, and yeah. just the, the cinematic way he told stories. Just incredible stuff. There's some period stuff with some characters of color that is of its era that is not great. But artistically, his, his book... Teaching called Comics and Sequential Art has been in print for 40 years and is a good resource for filmmakers as well. This movie is a movie directed by Frank Miller. Yeah. This movie is a movie called The Spirit. Yep. And this movie (laughs) took me, no lie, 16 days to watch. Holy shit. Because I could only watch between six and nine minutes at a time. Wow. This is a movie where Samuel L. Jackson does the worst version of Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, he actually, at one point, because Frank Miller thinks this is clever, throws a kitchen sink. It's clever. This movie is... <laughs> Did he throw the baby out with the bathwater? <laughs> this, this movie, I, I, I don't yeah. even know what to say about this movie. This movie, and, and, and what's so angering about this movie is Gabriel Macht is perfect casting uh-huh. for Denny Colt. Uh-huh. And Gabriel Macht is a really good actor. You watch him in Suits. Yeah. He was great in this John, uh, John Travolta movie no one saw called A Love Song for Bobby Long. Okay. He's an mm-hmm. alcoholic writer. He's yeah, really good. He's an amazingly talented actor. Uh-huh. This movie is so inconceivably bad. Frank Miller got the job. I mean, I don't know how Frank Miller got a job directing a movie. Yeah. Because, yes, well, we, they made... Well, yes, Sin City. Sin City plus Dark Knight. But that was Robert Rodriguez. But Frank Miller, on his own writing, wrote RoboCop 2 and yeah, 3. Yeah, exactly. Still, though, but he had hot properties roughly sure, around then, sure. yeah. and he had enough clout to try. Him getting this job is everything wrong with Hollywood chasing a trend, because they make it try and look like Sin City, which yeah. is completely wrong yeah. for it. Um, it is... I don't even know what the movie's about. Yeah. It's awful. You have Scarlett Johansson, you have Ava Mendez, you have Ava Green, you have yeah. all these people, and it, it's just this weird, misogynist, lifeless, loud... I, w- I would rather watch any of the other movies that we've talked about yeah. every day for the rest of my life <laughs> than watch this movie again. Yeah. This movie, I'm literally surprised that Will Eisner didn't come from the, up from the grave <laughs> and kill Frank Miller. This movie, for a man who claims to love Will Eisner, this movie is don't don't love me like that. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. it's awful. Yeah, he, 
the claim is still true. It's just he's not a director, so yeah. the execution is where he's flawed. It's a big place to be flawed when you're Frank true, Miller. True, when you're trying to do it. Yeah. But the Frank hubris Miller, of Hollywood. Who is arguably yeah. a genius, yes. has done some of the most important work in American art and comics I'd in say the storytelling. 20th century. This movie yeah. is everything. You wouldn't, you would watch the, uh, it doesn't feel like anybody made this movie. Yeah, It yeah. just feels like, I don't even know what it feels like. It's yeah. You wouldn't wish, wish this on your worst enemy is what you're saying. No. No wonder you knew this one when all of us didn't. <laughs> for the, for, yeah, I did Three for all three years ago. <laughs> no, be, be glad. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I could, I never wish I saw could it. erase this from my memory. Yeah. Never saw it. Uh, it got such terrible reviews, I never bothered yeah. to see it. So, yeah, understood. All right, well, there's our personal top 10 uh, worst superhero movies ever made lists. Now we're going to combine these. This should be interesting. Or shall I? Uh, I would rather if you wrote, if it's all right, and I'll do the banging. I got no problem doing the banging. Slide that over. I'm too tired to be writing. That's how lazy I am right now. You strain your forearm. Yeah, in my brain. Grade one tear. (laughs) All right. Oof, this is going to be an interesting list to compile. Um, okay, so do we all three have Batman and Robin or just the two of us? Uh, I have it. Oh, that's right. You don't have yeah, it? I have it, number three. So it's three, two. I think that's our that's highest. Four. Yeah. That's our highest uh, common. Uh, common. Okay. And Spider-Man 3, maybe? Yeah. What about, you don't have Suicide Squad, right? No. We all have Spider-Man 3. I have that my number six. That's number two for me. Yeah. All right. Do we have X-Men Origins Wolverine? We do. So that would be okay. probably next because you guys both have it mine's really number, high. Yeah, mine's number three. Yeah, mine's four. Oh, all, all right. right. This we got three of them now. Right. That's, other That's the Green, only... Other than Green Lantern, I yeah. have nothing else shared with you guys. Oh, okay, so we have a shit. bunch of stuff then in common. Suicide Squad, we both have high. Yeah, we do. So that would probably go next. Okay. Green Lantern probably after that because you have it as number one yeah. and I have it as number eight so that makes it number four. That's true. What, what do you do? You have Green? You don't have Green Lantern. I don't have it. Okay. Uh, one, one eight one. is going to yeah. be better than anything else anybody has. Yeah, true. Good point. Okay. What do you have next, or who has next? What's the next highest? I have my number one next, oh, but yeah. I don't know where. Which is what? Catwoman. Yeah, not even on my list, but it should go now as it's the highest one. We might have still, so we have Superman in common. Superman 4? Superman 4 at number, my my 6. It's my number 5. All right, Superman 4. Now we're just into singles, I guess. Yeah. Uh, All right, what do you got next highest? What's your next highest? Uh, The Spirit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, The Spirit goes next. Yep, absolutely. And then what's your next highest? Daredevil. At? 5. Ooh, okay. That was my number 10. Oh, okay. Daredevil makes it. Yeah. Well, you what? just went and declared you don't have any other commonality, and then some big. <laughs> Daredevil was on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We punted it when you called it, but you but you were looking at two films for that yeah. slot. So the oeuvre of Mark Stevens. <laughs> Highest left. What do we got? Uh, Fantastic Four by Josh Trank is my number six. Okay. I got my number four. Oh, which is what? Uh, I'm sorry. I got my number five. Superman three. Okay. Yeah, mine is, uh, I think, Spider-Man 3. If we have Superman 4, X-Men Origin, Batman Robo, We already yeah. have Spider-Man 3. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 is my number. Yeah, so I don't, I don't count on this. You guys do got out whatever's less. Well, mine is one higher. Okay. Is it not? Five over six? Yep. All right. Two Supermen make this move. Wow. This All right, let's do this thing. That is the top oh, ten right there. This? Huh? We weren't taping this part. Yeah. 
It's oh, part of the show. Doing the list, making the list. Oh yeah, they love. Yeah. Uh, they love listening to that. Wow. Yeah. When we did That's... the show on video, people were pissed that we cut this part out of the show. Oh, I did, thought you just showed the list. Oh, did wow. we cut that part? Well, out? fair. We agreed to it being cut out because it did get cut out. We were forced into a situation where there was no choice given. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's the way I remember it. That's right. Well. Although I've taken mescaline at least 30 times <laughs> since then, so my sense of <coughs> short-term memory being accurate is right. pretty slim. And sugars okay, so and Give sparkles. us the list. Ten, right. ten on and on. All right, let's do this thing. The top ten worst superhero films, yeah. Pow, zap, bang. Like that. At number ten. Superman 3. At number nine. Daredevil. At number eight. The Spirit. At number seven. Superman 4. At number six. Catwoman. At number five. Green Lantern. At number four. Suicide Squad. At number three. Wolverine. At number two. Spider-Man 3. And our number one worst uh, superhero film is... Is Batman and Robin. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's a lot of crap fest movies for y'all to watch. Save 20 hours of your life. Don't watch any of these. <laughs> At least 20 hours, if not uh, more, if you combine all our lists. Certainly 50 hours you could save from your life watching these movies. Uh, thank you so much, Mark oh, Andreco. Thank you. This was, a, this was always a joy. Thank you, guys. I love doing this. You're, you're one of the best, man. Um, you made no eye contact when you said that statement, so I don't <laughs> believe a word of that. Well, that good? You look straight that's down. because I have an erection. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. And just looking at the list, and you're like, that's a strong list of shit. <laughs> um, uh, what, do you, what do you got going on right now? What uh, are you promoting? I'm writing the Supergirl monthly comic for DC. That's yes. uh, also going to be tying into Leviathan, the big event that Bendis is doing. Sweet. Uh, which is great. Uh, I've got a couple other comic book projects that I'm not allowed to talk about. There's oh, okay. one that I, I've wanted to do since 1993 that'll be announced later this year. Okay. It's super exciting. Um, Is it the know, one we talked about mm-hmm. before? Yes, yes, that one. I'm very happy um, for you, man. And, uh, yeah, and some TV stuff, mm-hmm. potentially, some film stuff, you know, everything that every other douchebag in L.A. is doing. What happened to the one you were doing solo, like uh, creating from scratch? What, that comment you were bringing in every every couple of months, did that stop? Oh, yeah, we finished that one. Okay. I, and I wasn't just me. That was me and uh, Eddie Gordetsky okay. who created the show Mom. It was called The Further Adventures of Nick Wilson. That's yes, available. Nick Wilson. Uh, Love is Love is still in print and available. Hell and the money yeah. still goes to charity. We're getting close to raising $400,000 globally for wow. different LGBT charities. That's so, so great. Uh, yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at, at Mark Andreco and okay. then on Facebook and um, all my lefty politics and all that good stuff. <laughs> so it's all lefty politics and dog stories. And will, will the tag team match have gone up by now or no? When is this going up? This goes up tomorrow, uh, next, Sunday, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. The tag team match goes up the 31st. So that's so this that's week. S- that's Friday. Friday. Yeah. 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 All right. No so, spoilers, but. So are we allowed to talk spoilers. about it? But spoilers. But spoilers. I think so. If it goes up the 31st. Yeah, it goes up Friday. But then, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, oh, being we, a new we beat the Wolves. <laughs> yeah. Nobody thought it was possible. Everybody How big thought- was the uh, W? It was back and forth, back and forth. I think yeah. we won by two points. It's a solid one. Yeah. Fucking no, it was, Snyder. It was, it was a good match. It was a good match yeah. because there were questions. The questions were tough. There were some really, really tough questions. And what was fascinating was their final round question I knew the answer to, their uh, five-pointer. Well, what was uh, it? Uh, it was, who were the two voices of the male leads in the uh, DreamWorks cartoon Road to El Dorado? Yeah, do you know the animation? Uh, oh, shit. Uh, Kenneth Branagh? Nice. Is Kevin Klein the other? Yep. Boom! Yep. Always yeah. with the animation, man. Yep. Kenneth Branagh was like that. I think it's him. Yeah. Kevin Klein, I can remember, because he's getting that blowjob in the one scene. It's br- I can't believe they left it in there. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? There you go. So, Branna's character, I think, comes into the room, and him and the girl have been like lying on the down on the ground in front of a couch. Mm-hmm. And when they go to sit up, she comes from what would be his waist area. Oh, it's the only place. Otherwise, her torso extends when she lays down. Right. And you're like, they just put a blowjob joke <laughs> in the middle of this? DreamWorks. Taking some chances. Disney guess wouldn't I, do. I know what I'm rewatching tonight. <laughs> pretty sure. I mean, they don't show it. Just this one thing I watching, it was like, I'm pretty sure that character was blown. Well, that's like there's there's a dick joke in uh, the both that was in the poster and in the actual movie of Little Mermaid. In the right. Poster, oh, yeah. The guy put the castle. But there's a scene in the Little Mermaid when... They Ursula- say it's supposedly the wind or something. They blowing his robe. He's talking about the priest. Oh no no no! I'm talking about no. That, no, I'm talking about. There's a scene where um, um, Poseidon is it Poseidon? Yeah. Triton. Triton. Triton's holding his trident, right. and the one tine of it looks like a penis and silhouette. And Ursula goes and whoa, goes and really? On it. it might be being that. Freudian, but I'm down with that. Or up. <laughs> Just depending how much you enjoy that scene. Perfect way to end this show. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Top Ten Show. Matt, uh, what should we tell them before we uh, sign off here? Uh, nothing. Once again, send us uh, those ideas for T-shirts and whatnot, stuff yep. we can use uh, with our graphic designer and hopefully churn out some new content for you guys. And that's it. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Top Ten Show with the number 10. Follow me online at Matt Nost, and uh, I can't think of anything else. If you want to be a Patreon supporter of the show, you go to www.patreon.com slash the top 10. See all the multiple tiers we got there. You can take part in more and more of the content that we're churning out for our patrons. So it's worth it for you to become a patron now because we have even more to deliver yeah. to you. There's numerous shows every yep. month on top of what we were offering before. Exactly. Skip one Starbucks a month and support. There you go. Yeah, exactly. really inter- some really interesting content you can't yeah. find anywhere else. Exactly. Thank and you, you get so that, much, Mark. You're listening now. The live show was just posted last week. Yes. So if you join now, you get to listen to that second Chicago show. You get me stumble through my uh, tater tots and fried onion rings as I try to drunkily talk about Star Wars with Matt Nost and have the fans turn on me. Rightly so. Well, Rightly so. I had some supporters. I had some supporters. In that room, you had none. I did. Five of them came up to me and said they didn't want to take on five. the onslaught. Out of 125, 30, no. you had five. So yeah. then you had 125 people going, you're out of your mind. Well, that's not the last time or the first time. That's it's, for sure. Uh, it's a ridiculous argument. And that's it's a not mal- a ridiculous argument. It's a malort argument. <sighs> you break the, the, the entire contract of it at the very end she's like well if you agree that this is only the in your mind do i bring the contract yeah, okay anyway we're not going to rehash it now go listen to that if you Please haven't do. listened to it yeah <laughs> enjoy that all right thanks everybody you can follow me at the roca says that's it follow us at top 10 the top 10 show uh, yeah, top, top 10 show top 10 show on twitter that's now more active Kristen smith Burnett. thank you so much thanks chris alex sacos uh matthew hasso matthew hasso chris abara and clay matthews all of them uh all and of them clay and matthews people. the football player <laughs> Yep. yep, the whole Matthews family does little side jobs for us. And for everyone fantastic. out there who knows who I am, is like, how does he know that it was a Cleveland Brown? That's the only reason I know that the original Clay Matthews. Fair so. enough. Uh, <laughs> not not one and the same, but very similar. Yeah, they are very yeah. similar. Uh, but yeah, our thanks to all of them and the people that reach out with ideas. I think uh, Michael Debone gave us. The idea that sparked potentially making shirts and whatnot, and yeah. reaching out to graphic designers about. Uh, Something John and I said, are we doing this dance again? Absolutely. Maybe turn that into a shirt. We don't know, but send us your ideas uh, anywhere that you follow us or top 10 podcast at Gmail, all spelled out. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Top 10 Show. Mm-hmm.